0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Steps Podcast, and this week we are talking to Bianca B
1: herself. Hey, it's Bianca B. <laughs> Did, uh, was I not supposed to bring myself in right there? No, it's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. It's fine. What is this? Okay, it sorry, it keep doesn't going. even. I'll let you keep going.
0: <laughs> so I knew we'd laugh a lot with this one. So out the gate, it's just awesome, um, and of course, this time where. Featuring,
1: oh, we're bringing him in.
0: So you didn't no, bring me
1: in. You n- didn't bring me in at his podcast till like twenty minutes. No, 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 no,
0: no. no oh, okay, I, okay. I, I, I was, I was going to go. I was going to go with the featuring, and then you could say it yourself. Oh, got it. But all good, all good, Kay. all good. So
1: featuring, yeah. My best friend Anthony Batiste from Anthony Sacos. At, no one else can call him that. <laughs> <laughs> watch this, hey, what's up, guys? this <laughs> is, you guys she doesn't want to give me the microphone but i'm here, I'm here. I'm here. I'm right here right here my interview
0: <laughs> so um for for those who may not know um and because sh- you know you do have such a, v- a voice that also carries when you are doing your interviews for anthony and the anthony's tacos page right mm-hmm. um You've been running a business for a little over 10 years now. Yeah, right? almost 10 years. Almost 10 yeah. years now. And um, and I'd love for you to tell everyone what that is.
1: Whew, okay. Um, so, okay, I'm a, like, the thing about me is, like, I give a lot of context to my stories. So, like, where do I start? So,
0: just, so tell everyone what you do.
1: Okay, so I'm an esthetician. Mm-hmm. I've been an esthetician for yeah, almost ten years now. Um, I'm very bad with timelines, but yeah, almost ten years. Um, I do skincare, so anything that has to do with the skin—facials, chemical peels, yep. waxing, um, lashes—is what blew up in my business. Right. So um, definitely, that's like the, my main form of income. Right. Um, it's a you know two week every two week consistency of right. you know your, their appointments and um, and then recently. Um, well, a few years ago, still got into like the permanent makeup side, so mm-hmm. you know, doing eyebrows. Yeah. Um, and then more recent, as of like two years ago, I um, kind of because of like my background, when I first went to school for this, I was very interested in being coming a barber, mm-hmm. and I didn't know which route to go, whether to be a cosmetologist, barber, or esthetician. Right. Um, but. Want, like, I was really, really loving the barber aspect of it, but mm-hmm. kind of wasn't like my price point of like where I wanted to be and right. like continue that and like how can I grow as a barber. Mm-hmm. So I decided not to do that, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. So now, as of two years ago, um, I opened up another um, pathway mm-hmm. um, and I started doing scalp micropigmentation. So it's, um, you know, recreating uh, someone's hairline and giving that like five o'clock shadow. So for someone that's either completely bald, having a receding hairline, or for women or men that are thinning, Mm -hmm. um, have thinning hair, I can add the micro tattoo dots to their scalp and then... um, it appears that they have a thicker amount of hair. Right, so right. So I just recently start tapping into that, nice. and um, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. It's like the confidence that I see in men mm-hmm. with that. Like, that's f- kind of where I'm taking my career to completely switch over to that. But, yeah, being an esthetician for 10 years, that's that's that was my heart and dream and love and, yeah.
0: Right, right, no. So, uh, I mean, the reason why I wanted you to, like, you know, really – Expand out what it was that you did is because it's not just kind of one lane, you mm-hmm. know. And I, I think what I think what ends up happening that what I like, uh, what I liked about your story when from just a few few times that we talked was <coughs> excuse me, you weren't afraid to kind of redefine what it meant to be an esthetician, what it meant to be in this beauty, you know, um, market, mm-hmm. you know. So that's why I was like, no, like go ahead yeah it's it's your time right now so let them yeah. know right so um let's you know let's dive into a little bit of you know how how you started because you're um you know 28 right now right yes and so that's you know based on that timeline alone you you got you got into this out the gate of high school basically, right, right? yeah so uh, tell us a little bit how that kind of came about
1: okay so um let's see in high school, I guess I was I guess I'm gonna start in high school. So when I was born I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I came out the womb with with <laughs> clippers in my hand. <laughs> no, um I mean, I've always been like very talkative, um, love to talk. We obviously discussed that in Anthony's Tacos podcast. Yes. Um, it was my podcast featuring Anthony's Tacos. <laughs> yeah, there this we was go. Also, was my second podcast. <laughs> Which is your second <laughs> yeah, episode Yeah, yeah. Now. second oh, episode. There Here we go. go. <laughs> high five. Love it. Um, so uh, yeah, I love to talk. Um, in high school, I was like class clown. Um, just I was also like the care bear. Like everyone, all my friends came to me for advice, mm-hmm. right? And um, I was always the one to, like, give godly advice and, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, just very spiritual, um, always trying to, like, just give, like, the best advice that I could and be there for my friends and, like, breakups and things like that. And mm-hmm. so um, I I don't think I really had, like, long-term relationships in high school. I only had, like, maybe one relationship. And then um, I got into a relationship when I was at st- the end of, like, the very, very end of my senior year. Mm-hmm and at my senior year i was a waitress also Mm -hmm. so um in high school i wanted to i think because so many of my friends came to me for advice i was like okay i think this is like my calling i think i'm gonna be a therapist Mm -hmm. like i love it i love like getting to just like hear people out and let people feel heard Mm -hmm. and then like giving my like love back to them Mm -hmm. and like trying to pour into someone just to like fulfill them with happiness because they're also not getting it within themselves you know or like having um like I heard a lot of like you know like maybe daddy issues or like just certain aspects and I started seeing this like just a lot from all these um, all my friends and breakups and like what they allowed themselves to go through and I think and I definitely like (coughs) pay respects towards my dad because I I would say I have daddy issues, but in, like, a different – I feel like every girl has daddy issues, whether Mm -hmm. it's, like, good or bad, but I have daddy issues where it's, like, my dad was, like, my rock, my, you know, everything to me. He gave Mm -hmm. me, like, the best words of advice, wisdom. Like, Mm -hmm. we would have these long conversations. Like, me and from junior high to high school, like, we would just have these – impactful conversations and i would share that back with my friends uh-huh. so anything that i got from my dad these long conversations and words of advice he would always say like show me your friends and i'll show you your future so uh-huh. i always kept that like i feel like i got that like extra sense that like okay i can kind of feel someone's energy and if i trust them then i'm like i really know if i could trust them because uh-huh. i'm like if i'm going to bring this person to my dad he's also going to feel the same energy, you know? Yeah. And so there would be times where like I would have a friend and I would bring him over and my dad would be like, very nice, very nice friend. But I just have this feeling. I don't know if it's going to stick, you know? And I would end up like feeling that feeling and I would have a really good sense of self and sense of, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. So that tapped into like me going into like being a therapist um but also school was very tough for me and I was like I don't know if I actually want to do college you know and that was like really tough and then what honestly flipped the switch that I was like I cannot be a therapist one I'm kind of like an empath where I feel a lot of people's energy Mm -hmm. so I do take it home because Mm -hmm. I am someone that wants to um what's the word like fix yeah Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm a people pleaser and I'm a fixer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, you weren't supposed to come in yet. <laughs> just kidding. No, I need him. This is why he's here. Hi, this is my best friend Anthony, and he's my moral support. Um, this is Anthony. Can you introduce
2: yourself? Uh, hi, my name is Anthony. I'm from Anthony Sagas. Um and you're listening to Bianca B.
1: <laughs> that was more than five seconds. It's okay. all right. That's all right. It's all right. <laughs> um, no, so, um, so yeah, I'm a people pleaser. I'm a fixer, and mm-hmm. like I enjoy that yeah. aspect. But also, like, of course, I need to be recharged and stuff like that. But um, that'll be tapped into later. But um, I remember watching this movie, and I think it's called It's the one with Janet Jackson. And they're like, it's a couple's retreat, and they all go. And she's a therapist. Why did I get married? Why did I get married? Yes. So she's a therapist. Mm -hmm. And what she does is she takes kind of like her workload home, Mm -hmm. maybe not so much with her clients, but she takes being a therapist, like, I know, I know everything. So I am going to analyze every single one of my friends. I'm going to analyze my husband. I'm going to analyze, like, you know, I'm going to, I know what my husband's thinking. And I remember them getting in an argument and he's like, you think I know what I'm thinking, but you don't know what's going in my, going on through my head all the time. Like just because you're a therapist, I'm your husband. I'm not your client. I'm not your patient. And I was like, Ooh, if I go to school for that, I'm gonna be that person. Yeah. I'm gonna try to analyze my own husband, and that's gonna be very unhealthy because yeah. I already talk a lot. And if I if I know things about the mind, I'm gonna use it against things like people or like you know. And I was like, I can't be a therapist. Like, there's no yeah. way because like, I'm a lover, well, and like, I, I totally, don't want to. Yeah, totally
0: thought you were going another direction with that. Like, yeah, I talk a lot, so I mean, like, you ain't gonna believe what I just heard. Uh, no, 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 <laughs>
1: no. I would totally like analyze. Like, I would yeah. totally like. Treat my husband like a patient, right, you know, right. and so, um, or yeah, patient client. I don't know. I mean, what yeah, that be? patient yeah. is. Yeah. And so, I get um, what you mean. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I can't be a therapist. That's like a no for me. And right. so I was like, if I'm not gonna be a therapist, that's like all I wanted to do growing up. What else am I gonna be? Mm-hmm. But I remember because I like to talk a lot. <laughs> I was like, I would go to my mom's hair appointments, mm. and I'm like, dude, this is so much fun. Like. Mm-hmm. I see all these beautiful women with like fun hair, which that wasn't me. I'm always like dark black hair, you know, but I would always just see them like doing hair and they're talking and like girl talk, like barbershop talk, you Mm -hmm. know, but like girl talk. And I'm not saying that's also what, me like me tapping into barbering Mm -hmm. I'm not someone that likes to like talk gossip and I'm not someone that like enjoys like hearing about it or like anything so I was like I love that like they talk so much and they talk to the clients and pay like whatever and um and I was like but being a hairdresser my mom tells her hairdresser everything Mm -hmm. I'm like that's kind of like being a therapist. Oh, I was yeah. so there. You see yeah. the like, yes. And the so parallels. yes. yes. And so I was like, dude, I like talking a lot. I love dressing up. I mm-hmm. love like fashion. I love like all this stuff and I was like, I think I'm going to be a hairdresser. Like, yeah. I think I'm going to be a cosmetologist. And not only that, it was easier to pick that route because my sister Naomi, she's the my the middle child. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the youngest and she is four years older than me, but at the time that I graduated, she decided to also be, or she decided to be. cosmetologist Mm -hmm. and we kind of looked at each other and we were like why don't we do it together yeah like she kind of just didn't know where she wanted to go at and like go through in life she was a dancer Mm -hmm. and so she like loved dancing so I think she was like able to like still dance and then do cosmetology at the same time or like you know Mm -hmm. Um, and now she kind of like found her niche and love and she works in an office now and she loves her job like you know but I thank her for like going the cosmetology route because during that time, like, she l- allowed me to find my passion. So mm-hmm. maybe, like, her doing that was more for me, right. you know? Like, right, her right, going right. in that route was more for me because I found my dream and passion in that. Right. Um, so I did, like, I stuck with, like, the whole beauty part of it. But um, when I was doing cosmetology school, and so I did that right after high school, I was right. like... Um, and even in... I wanted to go to college but more for the experience not for yeah not you know not the degree yeah, or whatever. not the degree yeah. I just I was like because I like talking so much and because I am a people pleaser mm-hmm. I knew that about myself and me being a waitress at the time and I was also assistant manager as a waitress at like 18 19 years old mm-hmm. um I worked for someone you know like I had mm-hmm. the my boss right mm-hmm. and I did everything for them like mm-hmm. I um so my first job was 16 at KFC and then, yeah, that was my first job. And then I had a boss then, you know, and I was like, I need to be like a perfect, you know, perfect, like, you know, worker and things like that. And I, then I was, and it was great. And then I went into being a waitress. Mm -hmm. So then being a waitress, like I just, it was a smaller um restaurant but like super cool it was in Reedley, right across Reedley college Mm -hmm. so we would get all the college kids and then during the summer we would get all like the people that came back from their boats like you know like or people that came back from like floating or um you know on their boats on the summer and it would be like eight o'clock and we'd get this big huge rush and it was just so much fun because like the mexican food is really good (laughs) but also like it was like a just like americanized and you know but like just so yummy and i loved all the cooks and like it was so much fun but i remember like going grocery shopping for the store and like Mm. doing like all the like little tasks like as assistant manager right like you're like doing all that stuff and i was like dude i'm like 19 doing all this but like i'm also still going to beauty school and then i was also in a relationship remember Mm -hmm. i said i got in a relationship after like the end of my senior year right um That relationship was a long distance one because he was in the military. Right. And so um, he was in Japan. So I was waitressing, going to beauty school, and then managing a long distance relationship from Japan. So that required me like being on on the phone. Yeah, yeah. it was like 8 in the morning. I would go to beauty school from 8 to 4. I would have one hour to change and drive to the restaurant. Yeah. And then from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m., I would close up the restaurant. And then from 11 to 12 p.m. or 11 p.m. to 12 a.m., I would have time to drive home, take a shower, and then get ready for the next day. And then at 12 midnight, I would answer the phone to my boyfriend slash fiance Mm -hmm. um because we we got engaged like two years after high school and so that was me maintaining my relationship from 12 o'clock in the morning to two o'clock in the morning
3: yeah
1: so whether it be me just being on the phone watching him like he would just get home his time was 4 p.m so he would just get off the barge you know all that stuff and then at two o'clock in the morning I'd finally fall asleep and then do everything again at 8 a.m yeah you know yeah so it was like that whole thing so becoming a cosmetologist um i loved the aspect of like talking to all my clients i had a lot of men um men clients with the barbering Mm -hmm. and i was like i really like this but when it came to dyeing people's hair and them wanting like a blondish color and i'm like oh but i only like the ash blonde look like you know and i was like i don't really know if i like doing perms like i don't really know if i like and you learn everything like i learned how to do my nails that's why i do my own nails right right, for anthony's tacos now (laughs) 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 um but i've done my own nails since school um so i learned a lot of things i was doing um some of my friends nails um my mom is my guinea pig for everything so Um, and then also for like a good two years, my dad never had to pay for haircuts. Yeah. So like I was literally cutting my dad's hair. And that was like a bond too. like after high school now yeah. that like I got to like have that time with my dad. And he's like, Mija, you're like the best one that's ever cut my hair. And I'm like, <laughs> really? Like I'm coming out of school and you've cut, gotten your hair cut for how long? Right. And like, you think I cut your hair the best? Yeah. Like. That's really cool, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. for me to yeah. for my dad to have that. And then it's free. Like, are you kidding me? Even better. Yeah. And so um, I just remember being in that aspect. And I was like, I don't like doing hair like yeah. I like doing men's hair, but that's not the price point that I want to be making. Yeah. And then I gave my first facial.
0: Oh, nice. So this was in cosmetology
1: school. Yeah. OK, I gave my first facial and the first compliment I got was. Oh my gosh, your hands are like the touch of an angel. Oh. Right, oh. I know.
0: <laughs> Whisper those sweet nothings, like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and mind you, like the aspect of like being in the room, it's like it was like one candle lit. I was gonna say yes. yeah, the like, ambiance of it,
0: ambiance.
1: Yes. It was like the softness and yeah. like the. So warm I want to get towels. into that. I yeah. want to get into that. So okay. hold off on that for okay. just a
0: second, okay? So then, so like you. You put all this so you you obviously had to experience so much of it in, you know, in beauty school. And then you realize like, okay, so you have like this epiphany moment, Mm -hmm. basically. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, Lack of a better. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, For sure. So you have this epiphany moment. And then, you know, how does that like. Like explain to us how that how how you slowly start to realize like, okay, this is the better price point for me. Mm hmm. And because why?
1: OK. Um,
0: and I, and to be clear, like, <clears throat> yeah. I don't want you to be like, oh, yeah, sixty five dollars for a facial. No, no, no. You that's not mean? even like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, <clears throat> that's how, not even like kind of like how, how you kind of came up with that on your yeah. own. Like
1: because at, <clears throat> at that time. Yeah. <clears throat> sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. Um. At that time. Water? No, I'm good. Oh. I have one right oh, okay. here. Um, at that time, I didn't even know like what money was. Oh, right. So right. like. I was a waitress right. and like that was like my form of income. So mm-hmm. like I loved being a waitress. I um, like I am proud to say like I didn't w- I wasn't able to have a car in high school. Um, I was driving like my dad's little, like old beat up little burgundy car, and I would drive that to school sometimes, or drive his big old white truck, or drive like any any car that was available. Like that's what I would drive. Like and my friends would like think it was so funny or like whatever, yeah. but I didn't care. I was like, I was like, dude, I'm driving my ca- like I'm driving a car, you yeah, know? Like let's yeah. go to lunch. Let's go <laughs> like d- drive down the street and just listen to music, you know? Um, so I didn't care. But um, after high school when I was a waitress, I would I think I would I think what I did. Yeah. This is what I did. I would save up my checks Mm -hmm. and not touch them. Yeah. I wouldn't go shopping. I wouldn't. And it was hard at the time because growing up, like in that time of my life, I was starting my career. or I was going to school for my career, which was going to be done in about a year and some change. Right. 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 All my friends were in the midst of college writing papers essays doing all this stuff and they all went to the same school yeah so
0: they're constantly around each other they're constantly around each other yes
1: i am also in a long-distance relationship where like they're going to all these college parties yeah and i'm grinding my ass off can i say yes Yes. okay Grinding my butt off. And, I sorry, I done then I said butt, huh? <laughs> okay. Oh, I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. <laughs> grinding my ass off, like, yeah. w- you know, till 11 p.m. working and then maintaining my relationship at 12 o'clock in the morning. And, like, I had mad respect for me. Like, you know, my fiance at the time. And, like, um, you know, we had this, like, really good relationship. You know, very, like, Catholic relationship. <laughs> waiting to have sex till marriage, which we did. And, like we just i like i loved this person i was going to have the most respect for him he's all the way in japan like doing all Mm -hmm. this so like seeing my friends do all this stuff like it was just you know it was a lot and but i was still here so like going to school and seeing like the price point of it i didn't even like think about it Mm -hmm. sorry so then back to like the saving up my money and then spending only, like, the tips that I made. Oh, I yeah. bought my own car after, and oh, was like, holla, yeah, and I know, like, I was like, cash, here you go, baby, yeah. like, got this. <laughs> and I was, like, so proud. Um, <laughs> so, like, that's kind of where, like, the aspects of money were, like, how did I have the epiphany of wanting to be an esthetician? Like, yeah. money didn't really, like, it was more of me loving just what I, like, loving what I did. That's all I wanted. Right, right, right. Like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, like you know, you see the movies and like they're they're hating their job. Yeah. And course. I think I learned really early on, like if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in of your course. life. Of course, of course. And because I love talking, I was like, I know that this is like where I need to be. I just don't know what I want it to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, because even as a cosmetologist, you can find your niche. If you just want to do haircuts, you can literally just do haircuts. Right, you know. Right. Um, and so um so
0: so I, uh, so I, I get so to be clear like i was more i'm more interested in uh, like understanding like so like let's like so like app like post boot beauty school right so like mm-hmm. you understand like okay facials is what like this is what i'm going to do skincare is what i'm going to do i mm-hmm. know that right uh i like i'm more interested to see understand like you know what? Like trials and errors, did you understand to where you realized like what price point you needed to be at, right?
3: Mm, okay.
0: Like, like what was so? Sorry, so. I, okay. so it's, like, it okay, so like
1: it is money. Okay.
0: So like it's <sighs> not, but like to be clear, it's not like. It's not like like you are charging yes. x amount of money. That's not what I'm interested in. I'm more interested in like how did you fail to realize like oh hey like you know I'm putting in two hours for this for this um you know for this facial and then like i also have to buy these products and okay this room and you know what i okay. mean like how did you kind of come all about to like okay like what's like what's like this going to look like for me to where yes i can still make some money yeah. from this you know like how did you kind of come up with that because you so you have to figure that thing. out yeah. for yourself, right? and that's
1: where i was like in school yeah that's where it was because i was going to the, the cosmetology school was in hmm. Selma. So it was like a very, very small, like the cheaper school out yeah. of everything to do cosmetology, sure. which you learn everything. I loved the barbering aspect of it. But I did at that point, which was what, 10 years ago, right. um, ha- men haircuts were like $20, yeah. $15, yeah. 15 to $20, which some people still charge that right now. And I was like, there's no way because I'm a person that loves taking my time mm-hmm. and um I want like the person to have the best haircut. So I was like, "There's no way that if I cut someone's hair in an hour, I'm making fifteen dollars. That's oh, minimum wage, yeah, you know." Yeah, yeah, or yeah. back then, I didn't even know if that was minimum wage. I think yeah. it, was, it wasn't. Right. Um. So I was like, "There's no way I can charge twenty bucks for a haircut and it takes me forty-five minutes. That's crazy." Mm. So I was like, "There's no way I can be a barber." And I would, if I was gonna be a barber, I would have to go to barbering school because I couldn't do the straight raz like the straight razor cuts like with the oh, blade. Oh yeah, yeah 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 As a yeah, cosmetologist, yeah. you can't hold a blade. Really. So yeah. I was like, I either have to cut like cut cosmetology school, go to barbering school, so I True. can get the licenses. full, yeah oh, yeah two separate licenses so that i can use the blade the blade yes yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. i could still sense. be a barber right but just not right. use the blade. Just not the blade it's not you know yeah that's can't not do that. the barber experience exactly yeah. so then i was like okay cosmetology right cool. i could choose the nail aspect there was no way because i'm a perfectionist and i'm like i already tried doing the nails and like you're just sitting there I'm popping sitting, them off they yeah. they're like nah, I'm just like I'm good. literally <laughs> filing because I'm like oh there's one bump right there like I can't like there's no way and I and then sitting down the entire time like I was like I don't want to sit for the rest of my life doing nails <laughs> I could
0: just see the Bianca, you've been working on these for three hours yes you, like, that's what it, my friends
1: <laughs> were like that my fr- i literally did my friend's nails and they were like yo i know you're only charging me like 15 dollars <laughs> but like mm, <laughs> for two hours in <laughs> dinner was four hours yeah, ago like, yeah yeah <laughs> and i had my whole nail set up in my room like i remember like being living at my parents house yeah, and my, i of had course. my whole nail set up it was so cute yeah and i did it in my room and my friends were coming over getting their nails done it was so much fun And so there was that aspect and I was like, yeah, there's no way I can be a nail artist. Like I'm too much of a perfectionist and like it's it was not stimulating to me. Yeah. Then um, the hair aspect of it. I just again, I like one certain look. I only dye my hair black, but if I did go blonde, it would be like this ash blonde. And that's what I would want to do on everybody. Mm -hmm. So I was like, in my mind, I can't do like blue hair or green hair or like any of this stuff because I'm like, damn, like one, getting your hair done takes hours and then bleaching it's like what if you burn someone's hair off and like i just didn't have the patience for that so again it goes back to i have to love what i do i don't think it like yes it mattered about the money part of it like the barber aspect like i'm not gonna work for that that's not loving what i'm doing you know i may love giving haircuts but i wouldn't feel respected for myself to only make that much in a matter of that time i
0: would say that it's also a, a, a value um a, a, an idea of like, you know, your value, you know, yeah. your worth, yes. you know, like y- I know the amount of time I want to put in for this mm-hmm. and like, you know, the current market rate isn't valuing my, t- my worth mm-hmm. right now. Exactly. Uh, is that a fair, yeah. Is that a fair statement? Thousand percent. Yeah. And
1: so when I gave that first facial, mm-hmm. I was like, this is where I need to be. It's yeah. relaxing for me. I'm able to stand up, still sit down if I want to do the yeah. facial. And at that time I had acne oh yeah gotcha, gotcha, so gotcha, there gotcha. is when it yeah, yeah, yeah you know even like being a waitress i remember little the little kids you know i'd go up to them i'm like you know what do you, what would you like to drink or can i take your order like you know would you like some chips or whatever mm-hmm. um and they'd be like what are the bumps on your face oh it was like i'm like huh, nothing it's okay um you want some lemonade <laughs> and
3: like, like yeah just oh. like
1: subject change and um so I experienced that, you know, yeah. and that didn't happen till after high school, where I got acne. I didn't have hi- acne oh, in high school. Oh wow! Yeah, so That's it was a twist. Yeah, and I th- I don't know if it was the stress of like, you know, beauty Everything school. You're doing yeah, right, beauty school, right, and then it was right, work, right. and then it was long distance relationship, and then my friends going out to party, but also being in like the you know like yeah. doing school work, and I and at that time. For a very long time, I wasn't able to be proud of what I did. Right. So like right. my friends were like, well, we're doing essays and math and you're just like having fun and painting some color on hair. And I'm like, yo, like what? <laughs> you That's know, not like, the way this works. Yeah, And yeah. it was like it was a little like hurtful. But I'm like, no, no, you're right. You're right. And I yeah. would like, you know, I'm a people pleaser. And I'm like, no, you work so hard. Like, yeah. yes, you know. Um, So a lot of the times, like I was just like, am I like no, like I I need to love what I do. Right. Like, and I remember like, because I'm a people pleaser, I'm like, I need to be my own boss. So that's like also the aspect where I was like, okay, respecting myself price point. Like I want to be my own boss because Mm -hmm. I am a people pleaser and I have to please myself, you know, if I'm going to please anyone. And so being, um, so then when I gave that first facial, I was like, this is where I need to be. Mm -hmm. Being at that school wasn't going to give me everything I needed. So I quit cosmetology school. I told my parents, I was like, I know you agreed to paying for this school. I am going to quit cosmetology school. I am going to pay my way myself for aesthetic school. Mm. So I went to a Federico career college and I, as a waitress, I paid my way f- to be an esthetician. Holla. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and, I, and my parents we're very like accepting of it because when yeah. I decided not to go to college, yeah. I decided to go to beauty college, yeah. but they were very supportive. Yeah. But then I'm quitting beauty college right. to go to another, another beauty, beauty college. college. Um, so I know that it was like scary for them, but I was like, don't be scared because I know it's what I want to do, but I'm not going to get. Cosmetology is learning everything. Right. Nails, hair, face. I'm going niche yeah. right now. I'm literally this is what I want. I'm yeah. only going to learn about skin. Yeah. So best decision I made for sure finished school in like a year and then that's i don't know did i answer your question I, yeah that's, okay. how, that's how it kind of came about so being an esthetician again like i know you said like making the amount of money i knew that you made a great money as an esthetician right didn't know how much and didn't know how much it was going to take me to start
0: right right that's what I was, so that's kind of yeah that's yeah. exactly where i wanted to go with this yeah. it's like you know so uh, you see a lot of you know estheticians they they eventually they kind of go out on their own mm-hmm. you know Um, so like you, you kind of going, you kind of, you know, um, kind of experimenting and figuring out, okay, like this works well, (sighs) I can do this well, you know, like, you know, how did you, how did you kind of come up with like, like the facials, right? And then you add all these other items to to your, to your bag as well. Okay.
1: So you want to know something funny?
0: Always.
3: All
1: right. I faked it till... I made it like hands down. OK. Hi, I'm Bianca Betancourt, Ruben and Rosa Betancourt's daughter are coming from Parlier, California. Yeah. It is the smallest little city full of Mexicans. Yeah. Like you look left, you look right. And it's like just Mexicans. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I went to Sanger my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Culture shock. Yeah. From 15 minutes away, I grew up in Parlier my entire life. So going to Sanger, 15 minutes down the street, I saw everything. And I was like, I am not used to this. So I had a huge culture shock my sophomore year of high school at 17, 16 years old. So coming from, you know, growing up in Parlier, I finished beauty college. Mm -hmm. And what I did is like my mom found this little travel um not little it's actually really big and heavy a travel size esthetician bed you know so i can just put in my car and then Mm -hmm. do facials so i had my product that i had from school yeah and then my little traveling bed yeah i would put that in my honda civic and literally ask anyone like does anyone need facials i'm gonna do house house calls because i was so i was a little scared to like Apply to work in a spa because I was like, I need, I didn't learn anything in school. And Mm -hmm. and again, in beauty school, you don't learn anything but how to pass state board. You have to do your own research. Like, you have to teach yourself how to do everything. So, school, beauty school is only to pass state board, Uh, hands down. Everybody that's trying to be an esthetician, beauty school is how to pass state board. You need to take extra classes to learn 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 how to do anything and learn product and learn, you know, skills. So, that's something. That wasn't a fail or not a fail. That was like an error. Like one thing that I like went through that I was like, so what am I learning? Like, mm-hmm. what did I learn in school? How do I do facials? You know? So I was doing facials from home and I would do birthday parties. So like one time I met this like 40 year old woman and she was like, I'm going to have a 40th birthday party and I just want facials. So I was giving 30 minute facials. It was literally like a life changing thing for me. Cause I was like, dude, I'm charging $50 a facial and like for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And like I did like, Five girls and I I set up my little bed in her and I was like, I've been doing this for you know quite some time. And I didn't, like I wasn't. I just got out of school and I would like did facials in like this beautiful home and I did a little birthday party, you know? Yeah. So that was like really cool. And so after a year of that, I remember um tapping in with Image Skincare, um, Mm -hmm. the representative, her name's Dory Collins, and um she was represented for Image, and I was really liking that brand. So me and one of my girlfriends um, had a meeting with her, and I was like, "Ooh, this is way better than the you know product that they sh- they have for me in in school, you know." Mm-hmm. And so um, I was like, "Okay." She told me that opening order was two thousand dollars. Yeah, like to carry the line, and Whoa. I didn't know. Yeah, and I didn't know at that time that you have to carry or you have to you know. Pay up front Pay or up front, yeah. Just to be certified because that's what having your license license is. Like no one else can buy this product at this price point. You have to have the opening order first. Mm. Um that way you have access to now be a part of this line. Then you can order single products, like 10 products here, 10 products there. Uh. But you have to carry the whole line so that you know the whole the whole line before you can use it on your clients. Mm -hmm. So I was like $2,000. And I remember like talking to my fiance about this and I'm like, it's a $2,000 order. Like I'm still not working in a spa yet, you know? And, um, I remember there was, a A listing for a job, and it was the first spa that I was gonna apply to. Mm -hmm. And it was called Gia Salon and Spa on Champlain and Perrin, which to me, I'm from Parlier, so I'm like, what the heck is Champlain and Perrin? (laughs) And to me, that was like the Beverly Hills of Fresno, right? right. Like working on Champlain and Perrin. So I was like, I'm gonna apply for this job. Like, there's an esthetician position open, and I remember getting the interview Mm -hmm. so I'm what 19 20 Mm -hmm. years old at the time maybe 20 years old and I get this interview and I've been doing house calls like that's it Mm -hmm. and I get the interview and she's like okay how long have you been doing this and on my resume I'm like I work with image skincare and like I do this right right I like made my you know I've been doing house calls I've been doing this like I have experience so I talked to her, I act like I know all about image skincare. I don't even know if I did the opening order yet, but I was just like studying it. Yeah. Um yeah. taking a few classes here and there. And um, and she was like, Okay, and she loved my personality, like everything. I got the job on the spot.
0: Nice.
1: At twenty like barely turned twenty years old, yeah. and I, I'm working on Champlain and Perrin. My first esthetician job yeah i called my mom and i was like mom i made it to the beverly hills of <laughs> fresno like i'm this little mexican i'm probably i was one of oh, two man. of yeah. the only mexicans at that at you know gia salon and yeah. spa and i just remember like feeling so stinking proud of myself yeah, good like for you it was so out of my element. Yeah. I'm like, this is like my career. I'm 20 years old with my career. Yeah. And like, you know, it was it was difficult because seeing like my friends still having like about five more years left of school to, you know, be a teacher or be, whatever. you know, whatever they wanted yeah. to be. And I was like, I'm 20 years old starting my career. Yeah. Like what?
0: But I would al- I would also argue that like, you know, it's 10 times better for you that you went that route because I like I've learned now that. You know if you have an idea which is what you know based off just our conversation right now for the last uh you know 30 minutes or so like you had an idea and you ran with it yeah and you've never looked back never you know what i mean like and i tell people all the time like if you have an idea run with it see Mm -hmm. where it goes like fresno state ain't going anywhere Like, they'll take your money at 20 and they'll also take your money at 40. <laughs> yeah. Like, it ain't going anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I tell I tell young people all the time, like, look, you know, like, it, uh, they'll be like, yeah, well, I mean, I work at, like, Target right now. I'm like, oh, right, cool. Like, so, like, just tell me how much are you making right now? Mm-hmm. here like, oh, I'm like, let's say 15,000. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, cool. I'm like, okay. So whatever idea you have. Mm hmm. All you have to do right now is replace $15,000 a year. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's whatever your idea is, all you have to do is make enough to replace 15,000 so you can quit Target and do it full time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, as you get older, man, it's going to get harder cuz then that 15 is eventually going to be 30. Yeah. And then 30,000 is a lot harder to replace than 15,000. Yeah. 45,000 is a lot harder to replace than 30,000. So as you get older, it just only gets harder. Yeah. So do it young. Yeah. Like it, it, it's only in your best interest. And I love that about yeah. you, that you just you had the idea. It, it popped. And then, you know, just, 10 years yeah. later, you're still rocking. with Right. It. So good for you. Yeah.
1: Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. It was hard to be proud of. It wasn't. It was. And I think that's where, like, being a people pleaser. Yeah. I didn't want to talk about my success to my friends right. because they were still in the midst of school. Yeah. And I was the only f- friend out of all my friends at the time, like where I was like, dang, I'm not going to school. Like, yeah, I, I think I was the only one that just decided not to go to college like that. You know, I went yeah. to beauty college. And so the fact that I had my career already and then like I was, I was, I wasn't, um, I was on commission. So like sure. still scary. Cause I'm not paying rent, but also if I don't make money, I'm not, I mean, if I don't have clients, I'm not making money, Right. you know, but thankfully at that time I was still in my parents' house, not, I was engaged, um, but obviously like trying to start a future and like, you know, thinking of buying a house and things like that. So thankfully, like I was 20 years old sitting at my parents' house, not having to pay rent at that time. Um, and then like building my clientele. Right, right. No. Mind you, my exactly. parents are getting free services, still, still free haircuts. You know, like it was nice. So it was like, yeah, okay, yeah. we got we got this, like, you know, got this little thing going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but being an esthetician, where like hands down, the best decision I've made. Right. And thankfully for my circumstances, I had a very supportive fiance mm-hmm. um that supported my dreams and like wanted me to be successful because he was in the military. So that was like steady income for him. Right. And then he was just like, I want you to succeed because when I get out of the military, like I want you to have your career and then I'll figure out, like he'll figure out right. his career, you right. know? Right. So, um, it was, it was safe for right. me right. being an esthetician, like now working at this beautiful spa.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't realize that, I now when I got enough clientele I was now not making the money that I wanted to because they take the percentage out right right? right. so I was like okay to go on my own to now pay rent for this room that I want because I was sharing the room with someone Mm -hmm. not getting as much hours you know like I was like no I need to work more yeah so I'm like I have to now pay rent the rent is almost a thousand dollars I think it was eight hundred but not only am I paying $800, i am paying gas because I live in Parlier. Right. I'm traveling 45 minutes right. a day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, That's 45 minutes back and forth, so almost two hours of a commute. Right. And then still maintaining my long-distance relationship. Yeah. And then needing clients, you know? Yeah. So at that time, I was like, I have to open up the $2,000 order. And this was in, within, like, the year. Mm-hmm. So um, only, like, six months of working there, I was like, I need to be full-time. Like, I want my own room. I want to decorate my room the way I want. Yeah. So I ended up br- like spending the 2000 mm-hmm. to open, to open up that order. I started paying $800 a month. Nice. <laughs> so scary. Nice. <laughs> um, and I think I was still, I think I, I, I wasn't working at the, the restaurant anymore, but I was working part time at a, um, at a little like a uh, store in Reedley, um, Yeah, because I always had two jobs at the time, too. Um, It was a little, a boutique. I Mm -hmm. was working at a boutique. So I was like, I think I have to quit the boutique, but that is so scary because I need to pay this $800 a month rent, you know? because that's a steady check. Yes. Yeah. And I just paid $2,000 for this opening order, and, like, I'm having to just now, like, buy more, like, everything. Like, everything. Like, it's not just the order. It's, like, the little cotton rounds and, like, the, you know, the towels. Now I have to wash my own towels. I have to, like, everything is just on me. I have to buy my own, um you know, extractors and like just every little detail of being an esthetician is so expensive. Right. I did not know that taking extra classes. Those classes are anywhere from five hundred to fifteen hundred. You know, like it's expensive. And but again, thankfully, like in my position, I had me living at my parents house and a very supportive fiance. So in my area, I was like, I can do this and I need to work my butt off so that. I can still pay for this all on my own. I'm not going to ask money from my parents. I'm not going to ask money from my fiance. Like I have to do this on my own. And I worked my butt off to do it. Right. Um, But that's what was like anyone that's trying to go into it right now in this moment. I'm like, like have your money, have a big chunk of money saved so that once you graduate school, you can like, buy what you need because there was a moment in time where i think i was like three months in being a um esthetician and i had my my literally my bed that my mom got me yeah, you know that travel yeah. bed and it's just like it's one of like the fold-out beds like right. so many estheticians use right now still to this day yeah. and it's great but one lady, because I was like, OK, I'm on Champlain and Parent. I was 20 years old. All my clients thought I was 27. Yeah. Every single one of them, like yeah. automatically put me at that price point because I had to talk, you know, like, yeah, you yeah. know, like I knew what I faked it till I made it, you yeah, know. Yeah, And um, so I remember like having that bed and it was beautiful and it looked great in the room and everything. And multiple people had that bed. But one of the ladies was like this bed. I am, you know, I'm a wide-set, you know, person at the bottom. This bed moves. It's not. It's a travel bed. She was like, "You're going to have to change this, or you're going to lose clients." Told me straight up like that. Mm. And then I think at that point we all had like little step stools because it's not electronic. And I'm like, oh my gosh! And that just stuck. And I felt like I'm not doing a great job. Like I am on champagne and and I need the best. I need like to be. I, I need mean,
0: to show everyone that it's the
1: ma- and top maybe of the line yeah maybe not show anyone but I just had to like exceed where I was at oh, like yeah. I'm like okay. if I'm working at this high end salon, I need to have high end products and high end mm. things oh. like you know yeah like I have to give them what they're paying for if I'm gonna have them pay a hundred dollars for a facial, like they should be very it's the comfortable experience yeah that comes with it too. exactly yeah. and me like yeah. coming from parlier I'm like I don't want to fail yeah. like I don't want to. I don't want to fail what what I just went through and what I paid my way to college for and what yeah. I you know. So then, I looked up electronic beds. Two thousand dollars for a bed, <laughs> for one that's like a better than a dentist chair. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. a it's one for a it has the f- the head thing for the massages yeah. and then like you know it has the back that goes up, the knees that lift, and oh. like it goes up and down, so it goes all the way to the floor. So that if someone's like very short or needs assistance, like it is. A nice bed still yeah. to this day i have it and i'm using it so the nice. two thousand dollars so was well worth it. well worth it mm-hmm. but I, I that's another expense yeah, that i had just, to do
0: it's funny what it's funny what people realize like you know I, I i tell a lot of people like you know figure out your idea yeah like you'll be surprised how often you'll figure out the money part yeah you know like have your idea ready have like what what you're gonna do how you're gonna do it the way you're gonna do it all that stuff yeah because like you said like you scrapped it you figured it out you put it together and like that other bed was fine it's not like it wasn't it wasn't fine but you know you got some honest feedback like oh i didn't even think about that yeah okay cool like Let's make this happen now. Mm-hmm. So, no, I mean, good for you. Good to, way to pivot and way to understand too, right? Yeah. Um I want to talk about specifically like, you know, you you get like this room and you know, you're obviously still young, but um I want to focus more about like this this room that you 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 now have. Um and not specifically like that room, mm-hmm. but like in general, right? Like mm-hmm. How important is it for you to create that ambience, that safe place, mm-hmm. that that like, okay, like you're gonna be the door's closing and mm-hmm. it's just gonna be you and I in this room for mm-hmm. an hour or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Like, uh what what were kind of the trials and errors of you figuring that out?
1: Um, I definitely feel like the first three years of my career which Mm -hmm. was at Gia Salon and Spa I feel like every three years I've kind of transitioned into a new location sure so now I'm coming up on like I think I'm in the third year and I haven't like that I think that's kind of on my mind I'm like okay what's my next journey which now I'm doing the scalp micropigmentation so I'm like that's where I want to open up my own place and like do a whole barbering situation but sorry back to this yeah Um, the first three years I was at Gia and to be clear
0: like you're now um uh you you have your own spot.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. OK. So my first three years I was at Gia Salon and Spa. Gotcha. After three years of working there, a solo salon opened up in Fresno, which ah. is owning your own business within a big complex. Yeah. And they can't tell you what to do in that room because you're your own like you had to get your fictitious business name, your business yeah. license, your everything. Yeah. And that rent was a thousand dollars. So oh. it's a $200 income or yeah. a price jump, right? Cause it was yeah. 800 at Gia, thousand dollars, thousand one, $1 hundred at, um, Sola. And then it's a smaller room and you now have to buy everything, you know, oh, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Q yeah, like yeah. the tiniest little details because yeah. there was like some stuff that the spa over here still provided. But yeah. here it's like I'm now paying for, yeah, like all my licensing's and like mm-hmm. all that stuff, you know, like insurance i had to start paying oh, for my right, own liability right, right. insurance and um things like that because the spa provided that for me so i'm like oh wow like i'm alone alone yeah. you know but it was nice because i didn't have to clean the restrooms like it was <laughs> still i was still <laughs> yeah, under yeah. sola salon but yeah. i was pure bliss yeah now in sola salon so with those three years at gia i was still i still had a boss even though i was an independent contractor and created that room for myself it was still that, like, okay, you're still working for a owner of this salon. Right. Okay? Um, and I still had to follow their hours and their scheduling. Oh, yeah. And, like, they, yeah. Ch- they, s- they, um, they booked my clients still. So all my clients were in their system. They had their info. They had, like, full control still of, like, a lot of things, even though I was an independent contractor. Right. And, again, this is my first three years, so I don't know the ins and outs of, like, how to keep my clients, how to, you know, I'm still bringing this out. I became – I started doing more lashes, Mm -hmm. so I kind of, like, slowly stepped away from the the skin part of it and started doing lashes because it was just, like, there wasn't – so back then, 10 years ago, there wasn't a lot of people doing lashes as saturated as it is now. Yeah. I – was one of the very little people that did lashes and I did Nova lash. So I think I was only two in Fresno that did Nova lash, eyelash extensions. and
0: Nova lashes in a, a brand.
1: Let me tell you Yo. yes, that back then, not so much now it kind of like saturated out, but for 15 years running, they had the best glue, the best lashes. Everything mm. was produced in California. Mm. Um, and Nova lash was like the it company. And that, that class was like 1500 to take. Oh, so wow. then that was another thing that I had to do because I was fortunate enough to take over a clientele from a person that worked there. She moved out of state and she was like, I know at you wanted Sola, to. G- right? at, no, 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 this was at GIA. Oh, at GIA. So in okay. my first three years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, this was like the last year there at GIA. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, and right. I didn't know I was going to leave, right. but I started taking over her last clients and that was, I was such a blessing, right? Mm-hmm. So I started doing lashes, spent all that money. And then a year later, I'm still building that clientele. And I was the only, you know, one of two people in Fresno that did Nova Lash. Mm -hmm. And I literally blew up with lashes because the way I did lashes and the way that the glue at Nova Lash at that time, 10 years ago, was the only glue that you were able to get them wet immediately after. Because mm. I don't know if you've heard like I can't wet my lashes yeah, for yeah, twenty four yeah. hours or forty eight like hours. The same thing yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, uh, the that, glue, yeah. it's the glue that yeah. would like it, your eyelashes like people's lashes would just pop off back oh, then. Like gotcha. and it just wasn't it wasn't like I pay so much money for eyelash extensions and they don't last the two weeks. Mm. Nova Lash, it was like you could last three weeks and like your lashes still looked good. Yeah. And and the way I did lashes back then it was so natural and people were like, I love this. And like my name back then was like Bianca Benicard at Gia Salon and Spa. Like she does natural lashes. They're not, they don't look like spiders. They don't look like all uniform and like anything. So I was like, I was at that, at that point, I'm like, what? 22, 23. And I like, I, like I had a name for myself yeah. and I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is my name. Like, you know, and then doing eyelashes, it wasn't so mm-hmm. much like, OK, dark room. I was able to be a therapist again because yeah. like I have my oh, client nice. laying yeah, down. Yeah. It's very tedious. It was challenging me. Like I did my lashes and I, they were able like, oh, my gosh, let me tell you, I would get like my clients were like telling me their stories. And I was just like, I want to just love on you and talk about God and talk yeah. about like, you know, like I, it was just amazing. Like I loved it so much. Yeah. And it, th- that's how I created my safe space. Mm-hmm. it was me being able to like still love on people, making them one of my like slogans for my business is I'm going to enhance your beauty, not change it, not make you a whole different person. Nice. Like I'm enhancing yeah. the natural beauty you already have. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I created my safe space is being able to finish a service, make someone feel their a- absolute best, having a great conversation with them and like, it was just love spread back and forth. Yeah. So when I did, mo- so after three years of being at Gia, I was three years at Sola Salon and that's when I created my safe haven. Like it was pure bliss. So pure, one of my favorite colors is white mm-hmm. and pure, like I spelled it P-U-R but with the little line at the top oh, of the U yeah, yeah. Um, just to like be different. Mm-hmm. Um, so pure to me, it's like, I think of pure and I think of white. So my entire room was just white. Mm-hmm. The whitest walls, white sheets white blankets white everything was white and then little accents of gold so pure and then bliss it's like i mean everything feels bliss facials getting your lashes done laying down you know hey it's (laughs) bianca b welcome to (laughs) pure bliss i'm just kidding um (laughs) um, but that was like that and that's still today that's my business that's what my business is called so pure bliss that was where i created that like room and Mm -hmm. like thankfully every single one of my clients followed me every single
0: client all from 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 Gia to Sola to Sola being by herself being
1: by myself paying a thousand hundred a thousand one hundred you know rent there and being all by myself and having and I'm not good again I didn't and that's the scariest thing is like also being a business owner I'm 19 years old and I do not know how to do my taxes right and I was like maybe should I've gone to college should I have learned it like you know like why didn't they teach me this in school and like that's also something very scary. Like going in, like, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm going to be an esthetician and I want to do lashes," And I'm like, okay, learn it. Like, you know that you want to learn how to do all this stuff. Yeah. You know, like I, I try to give as much advice because it's scary. Luckily I had, my parents you know supporting you know at that time where i didn't have to pay rent you know i still paid everything on my own but like it was it's scary like mm-hmm. if you're on your own right now like you know it's tough it's tough, it's, tough yeah. it's definitely tough paying your way through school paying your way you know like all the classes the extra class i had to learn how to do eyelash extensions i had right. to learn how to use image skincare i had to learn how to you know and then like just the random little tiny classes that you take just to be better at your job you right. know um so yeah that's when i went to sola and um it was like that was one of the best decisions I've ever right, made because right. I got to create that space for and myself. And
0: then, how did it go from like you being at solo to now where you're at now, mm-hmm. where you're like, this is you know, like full this on. is my full on yeah. mine, just by myself.
1: So um, I was at solo for three years, and this was honestly like I just I thank God so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think His timing is perfect with everything. Yeah. Um, it was coming up on three years at Sola and not that the, again, like not that the three years had like everything to do with it, right? but three, it just happened to work. work, Like every three years, something different was happening. And at that time I had gone through a divorce Yeah, and that was one of the hardest times. So when I moved into Sola, the first year that I was there, my marriage was still good. He had just got out of the military and like, we now live together. What I didn't know is like, I didn't know you really had to be in love. Like, really like have connection yeah. and um you know we did everything by the book yeah. everything was like waited to have sex till marriage um both catholic like, we had great families he was the absolute kindest human being mm-hmm. like he loved me so much and like my family got along with his family like i was at his family's house every weekend when he was in japan you know yeah. um but when he moved back We had nothing in common. Yeah. And I didn't realize that you need that. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, kind of like our whole relationship, he was in Japan. Right. So, four years later, I'm. I literally. Well, you just heard my entire lifestyle and I talked nothing about him because he was in Japan the whole time. Right. So I'm building my business. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I'm building my business for the, the last four years of my life. And he is just in Japan.
3: Yeah. You
1: know, like he's working and working hard and away from his family. So I could only imagine the struggles he went through by being away from his family so much, only talking to his fiance or wife like you know, for two hours a day at m- when it's midnight for me and I'm half awake, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So then me, I'm busting my ass off for the last four years meeting these new people working at the Beverly Hills of Fresno. Like, yeah. you know, like I'm meeting all these people, meeting all these clients, getting all this like knowledge and wisdom from like my clients and l- trials and errors and like not seeking my, my, partner for advice because I'm talking to him at 12 o'clock in the morning and I don't want to talk about work so I'm getting advice from my parents from other you know just like my friends or like even just by myself I internalize a lot like I process things so well in my head that like I don't really go to a lot of people for advice because I process so much Mm -hmm. so when I when I moved to Sola the first two years or actually the last two years of Sola I was entering I was married for three years and the last two years of my marriage, it just was, I was like, there's something wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, like we're not getting along and, um, it's like, we love each other, but like, we're just not happy, you yeah. know? And, um, that's where it was like, I remember being at Sola. And even though I created this safe space and, and I just, I truly, I can like cry. Cause like, my clients that I've literally still to this day, have had for 10 years mm-hmm. have stuck with me and they have experienced now two heartbreaks of mine Yeah, and I lost myself two times yeah. within the last 10 years and hit rock bottom two times in right. my life. And through the times where at solo, when I was experiencing my divorce, I remember watching so many Netflix shows. I've never like, I've never been into like shows like that, but I remember watching so many shows on Netflix, either while I was lashing, I would just put it on as background mm-hmm. because it was stimulating and mm-hmm. making me live in another world mm-hmm. rather than my own world. Mm-hmm. I would get home and put on Netflix and my husband would be like, Hey, like, how are you? And I'm like, can we just watch a show together? Thank you. Like, you know, we'd watch a show right when I'd get home and then go to sleep. Cause like, I just wanted to live in a reality, a different reality than my own. Cause I wasn't happy and I wasn't, I was struggling. We were both struggling. We weren't, you yeah. know, there was just so much disconnect and he was still finding himself, I think, after being around the military. Like there was a lot of different sure. conversations that I don't want to like go into to like sure, you know sure, talk sure. about no him problem. and anything yeah. like that. I, I respect him a lot. Um, but a lot of just conversation, I like to look at a lot of things like the glasses definitely half full yeah. I'm like yo let's just put a little bit more water yeah, you know yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah, always trying yeah, to be yeah. positive I'm always yeah. trying to like we, we can keep it going we yeah can keep it going. and I'm a people pleaser so I'm like I want to make you happy like you know this yeah. and this and that but I couldn't because I was so drained yeah and so I was very much depressed yeah. and I remember being at solo like for two years so then I ended up getting a divorce and that was like me being Catholic getting a divorce yeah it's a no, no it's no. a no like yeah. a big no like I was yeah. like I had my whole, you know, am I going to go to hell? Yeah. God hates me. There's no way I can get a divorce. I tried everything. I did therapy, mm. got closer to God. I actually grew a relationship with him now at this point. You yeah. know, like I don't think I knew him like I did n- I do now. I mean, <laughs> I didn't for sure. But um, it was a very big, you know, I remember hitting rock bottom. And I remember during my divorce, I moved out for a few weeks and that was the first time i told my parents i was like my marriage is not good yeah and every we had everyone fooled like everyone because on paper it's like we had this beautiful two-story house i had my career he had just got out of the military so he still you know had his career and stuff and um he was going to school to be a nurse at the time um it's like we we were fun in person and out yeah checking a lot of boxes but Deep down, we just had absolutely nothing in common. And so when I told my parents, I was like, my marriage is failing and I don't know what to do. And I'm going to try everything. So I remember moving out for a little bit just to kind of like let us breathe. I took my pugs and like just to see like what it was like. And I remember us going to therapy and like doing all we could. And, you know, obviously, like we decided to end it. But I had my parents. I asked my parents to not tell anyone not Mm -hmm. even my sisters yeah for i think we like didn't tell anybody for four months like after we decided to split And I remember those four months, like I was living upstairs at like back in parlier now and I'm working in Fresno, you know? And I'm like, I cannot do this. Like I need a back. Like I was just in a two story home, like, you know, beautiful. Like I was starting a, I was going to create a family, but like this was my future. Like I was, I never thought that I would be dating. I literally met him like my 18 years old and I never thought I would date again. I waited to have sex till marriage. Never thought I would ever, you know, be involved with someone else sexually. Like Mm -hmm. this was my end goal. Like, Mm -hmm. so ending all that there was so much inside for myself that like one god might hate me Mm. two i don't even know how to date because i've been in a relationship the last seven years of my life Mm -hmm. seven years is a long time from 18 to now i think i you know whatever the age that is 20 something 24 and um like i was just so lost Mm -hmm. and i was so it was a rock bottom moment so i remember when I was living in Parlier, like my sisters didn't even know when we would all go to my parents' house, like I would run downstairs and I'm like, yeah, I was just here earlier. And then they would all leave. And I'm like, yeah, I'll leave in a little bit. But I was staying there, you know, yeah. and it's like my parents. they that then I love them so much. Like they made <laughs> me feel so safe, you know, because I'm yeah. like, I don't know how to tell people that I'm going through a divorce. Yeah. Like it's embarrassing, you know. And then I quickly realized, like my happiness means way more than what anyone else thinks, you know, like I know that God didn't want this for my life. Like he mm. knew that like I was struggling and mentally struggling and it wasn't okay. So those last like few years, um, I remember like going through the divorce and then I was like, I need to buy my dream home. And I think I bought a condo within the time of being at Sola. So I yeah. was, I was only at my parents' but I think for those four months. And I was like, Hey mom, I need to buy, I need to buy a house. Like I need to do this. So My dream was always to like open up my own spa, but there was like, you know, it's like, no, I I need to buy a house now because I'm going through a divorce. Right. So bought a condo. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I'm so proud of myself. Bought a freaking condo. Like I'm on, I'm in living in fig garden, you know? And then like, I bought a condo right by Whole Foods. I'm like, what? I live by Whole Foods. I can walk to this store. Yeah, like, this yeah, is yeah. so freaking cool. You know, yeah. I'm so you, dope. Yeah. And mind you, I have three pugs with me. OK, right, so like right. I have my three pugs. And, and you're walking into Whole Foods like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We made it, yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you thought I was on Beverly Hills, of, you know, Fresno. Now I'm like, bougie. Like, Bel-era yeah. Come on. We're by a Whole Foods, baby. Let's go. And so um, <laughs> I crappy remember. crappy I ain't <laughs>
0: shopping there anymore on <laughs> Champlain <Chaffinate Fair.
1: laughs> and I'm all $10 for a bottle, a gallon of milk. Done.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Buying it. It's organic,
1: 1,000%. Yes. Well, so that's what's crazy is like, you know, I have all these ideas, right? You're always moving forward. So after my divorce, when I was married, my, hu- my husband at the time literally was like this bodybuilder of a guy he Mm -hmm. loved working out and I was like yo never working out a day in my life I'm sorry honey but like this thick version of me like this is what you get this is what you married like and he absolutely adored me by the way okay he was like I don't need you to work out like you're fine like whatever (laughs) whatever so I felt beautiful you know yeah but after my divorce I remember just like you know I want to eat healthy Mm -hmm. and like I like the whole aspect of organic and stuff. Like, I want to see what that's about. Mm -hmm. And then I was, like, I need... I mean, obviously, I was so depressed, right? So I lived in this condo, and I had this big, huge mirror in my condo. One full wall was a mirror. And I remember just dancing in it and, like, loving myself and, like, listening to self-help podcasts and, like, reading self-help books and, like, again, creating this, like, beautiful relationship with God. And, like, I was now remember how all my all my friends did the whole college scene yeah, yeah, yeah. while I was working my ass off yeah now I'm 24 yeah single but don't know how to be single yeah. and I'm not someone that likes to go to the clubs yeah I'm not someone that likes being single I'm like I just want to love someone and I just want to be loved and I just like I don't mm-hmm. know how else to be but a wife yeah like how am I gonna date someone and not treat him like a husband because he's not my husband but then like well i don't all know i know yeah and then there's like and i didn't realize that like guys like to play girls and like i didn't realize that like games were a thing and i'm like why do you want to play games like don't you just want to be in love and be and like have a wife like it was like a whole new world for me i you're laughing he's laughing not, at me you guys i'm trying not, not to laugh. <laughs> laugh
0: i'm trying not to it's laugh It's so true. but i can just envision you being like Hey, let me take your shoes off for yes. you. And then Do you want me to rub your feet? Do you want me to rub your feet?
1: <laughs> and he's like, I I, have, I,
0: I only made four things for dinner. Yeah. So
1: if I you need dinner. me to, I can yeah. go out and like, right, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. And mind you, okay, now get this. I'm 24 years old mm-hmm. with my own condo. Yeah. With my own career already. Mm-hmm. I have my life together. Yeah. 24 years old. Right, right, right. I meet another 24-year-old. Yeah. Lives with their parents. Don't have their career yet because we're 24. Yeah. Everyone's still going to college at that time. Yeah. Nobody has their career yet. Except S- you. <laughs> But that's what was hard. Being in the dating scene is like, does someone want to be with me because of what I have and where I am at in life? Do they want to live with me and use me? Do they want? And I'm thinking like, I don't care that you're still having your job. Like, or you're still like going to school. Like, like you're so nice or like whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever. And then they're talking to five other girls too at the same time. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, you know, and and luckily, I mean, I didn't uh, it literally took me eight months to even talk to a guy after my divorce. So living at the condo, I did not talk to any guys for eight months. I remember just like I was so depressed. And again, reading those self-help podcasts, I was, you know, on a Friday night, I'm making this like really healthy meal with my pugs and I'm dancing in my mirror. Yeah. Like I'm watching like a love story movie and I'm. You know, just with family or, you know, just trying to, like, make it through life. Sure. And that was, like, for eight months, I was, like, just single and learning to love myself. And that's the first time I ever, like, found myself. And I started, oh, and that, uh, I started Orange Theory. Oh, okay. And I was, like, okay, this is very expensive. It's, like, 100 and something a month, but this is what I need because one, I'm tired of my body being this way.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to feel healthy, mm-hmm. look healthy and do this for me. And I remember falling in love with working out. Yeah. And so I was working out at five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I loved my morning routine. Yeah. I loved walking past that big, huge mirror. I loved going to work again. Yeah. I remember like going to work and I was like, I'm not depressed anymore. Like, yes, I'm sad, right. but I'm. But I, I already hit rock bottom. But there's a difference, right? Yeah. There's
0: a difference in being sad, and then, you know, crawling out of that hole that you don't know that you can get out yeah. of. Yeah. Right? Because sadness is like, okay, that happened. Now this is the next step of mm-hmm. sadness, accepting it, and now. Yeah.
1: And I remember, like that, like I think this is a very important part of my life. Like this is honestly like one of the the you know how I said I hit rock bottom twice Mm -hmm. so the first time was through my marriage right through Mm -hmm. my divorce and I remember when we had decided to get a divorce I remember when I right before I had bought my condo this is like a few maybe a few months before I bought my condo um I um I was driving home you Mm -hmm. know from part to parlier so 45 minute drive and I remember it's pouring rain down yeah my one of my best friends Ashley introduced me to this pastor um rick warren Mm -hmm. and i would listen to his podcast there were like 15 minute little sermons okay and i remember driving home one day and i was like i just need to put on a sermon i was crying and i was like my marriage is failing i can't believe i'm living with my parents right now but still trying to make my marriage semi work you know and um i was like i think i just need to get a divorce and i remember my friend telling me you need to do everything possible so that you don't have any regrets right you know like try to make it work so much even though i know you want out and he wants out like you don't want to regret anything that like you didn't try enough yeah. you know so i remember driving home and it's pouring down rain and the pot the sermon he says raise your hand if you're in a crisis yeah and so i'm like listening to it and i'm like me like i'm in a crisis like my marriage is falling apart i'm living with my parents right now like never in my life would i thought that i would even be in the dating scene again i have a career and like I'm not even pouring myself into it anymore. I'm Mm -hmm. living in this like depressed life where I'm like watching shows to, to, to live, you know, like I'm, I don't even, I don't even talk to my clients anymore and they're still supporting me, but how, you know, I was so checked, mentally checked out of life. And so he said, raise your hand if you're in a crisis. And I like, it was like me, you know, like I'm raising my hand and I'm, you know, I'm just like driving in this rain. And then he says, congratulations. That's God trying to get your attention. Oh, and I'm like, what i literally rewind it yeah so he's like raise your hand if you're in a crisis and i'm like me yeah and he's like like he congratulated me and he's like that's god trying to get your attention Mm -hmm. because crisis has christ in it you know and Mm -hmm. you're like in this state of mind and he goes on to explain that like when you're in a crisis that means god's like i'm here i'm at the forefront of your crisis christ like you know and i balled my eyes out listening to this and I was driving home like it's raining and I at that time I didn't have that connection I do with God at that time Mm -hmm. I was like still tapping into it because I was listening to more sermons like I grew up Catholic but I didn't know just like I didn't know you had to have a relationship with your husband Mm -hmm. I didn't know you had to have a relationship with God I just followed everything by the book married a Catholic Didn't have sex till marriage, had a great family, like everything on paper. He had a career. I had a career. So I remember. Driving, crying, pouring down rain, and I said, God, I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. Never in my life have I said that. And who the heck says that they don't trust God? Like at that time, I didn't know. Like, you know, I was like, I don't trust you. But I need to. I don't believe That you are actually there for me because I can't see you and I'm a person that meant like I need to see visually need to like see something to be real. I was like, I don't trust you. I don't believe you're there, but I'm willing to give you every single ounce of my problems. I'm trusting you now. I'm in this crisis. Yeah. And I need you and I need you to take care of it. And I'm willing to just let it go. I've been doing my life. On my terms for the last 20 something years of my life, Mm -hmm. I thought I was doing it with you, but I was making all the decisions. I never asked you for any of this help. Uh, I never even asked you if I should get married. I just thought it was the right thing to do because he was Catholic. You know, I didn't know we had to have connection. I didn't know. And so I was like, I've been making every single decision without you. And now I'm I'm ready for you to just make all my decisions and I'm giving you all my problems. Mm. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when it was pouring down rain, when I was listening to this sermon, when I was crying my eyes out on this drive home, I literally like, you know, they say like God talks to you, but like not really with words. Right, like It's right, just right. you feel it. I saw every single ounce of like every single problem and worry in this cloud. Yeah. And I just saw it like go up yeah. like this cloud vanish just away. vanish away. Yeah. And six months later, every single worry I had in that cloud was 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 solved. Yeah. And that's when I bought my own condo and we got the divorce. And luckily it was so mutual. It was like just smooth. It was semi smooth. You know, there was bumps and roads. But yes, but like as smooth as like. It could have been mentally, you know, right? and like I still had a great. You know, communication with their, th- his family and like even him, you know, yeah. and um. That was like my rock bottom when I cried and. You know, at rock bottom, the best that like, I think that's the best place to be in, because it's only going up from right. there. Like right. I highly encourage people to like get to their rock bottom. <laughs> like not encourage, but it's okay, it's you know, okay if you, you do, because there's yeah. only going up from yeah. rock bottom. You can't right. go lower than rock bottom, right. you know? Right. And so when I went up, like when I saw that that cloud go up, I was like, I'm gonna be okay. And yeah. I saw, like God literally was there like every step of the way. So then now buying my condo, there was another issue where i couldn't have my three pugs there so i was only um, at my condo for four months and then after four months i was like i need to buy a house so i just put in so much money to my condo mm-hmm. how the heck and then there's penalties if you like sell your house within a year oh, right Oh, gotcha. so i lost money on the condo yeah because i literally found my dream home mm-hmm. which is where i'm at now yeah which is where i work out of now so that's where i'm getting to sorry yeah. context you know i talk a lot yeah um <laughs> But that's where I'm at now. So I remember within that time of being those four to six months at this condo, or maybe eight months, I don't know. Yeah. Gosh, timeline. But four to eight months, wherever that was. Yeah, because it was less than a year, yes. obviously, because of the penalty yeah. that happened, right? Yes. Yeah. While I was at Sola Salon. Yeah. Um, And mind you, I was paying rent at Sola, paying rent in my condo mm-hmm. and I'm by myself and I'm not married anymore. There's no double income. Mm-hmm. I'm by myself having to work my butt off even more yeah. working. I work, I've been working 12 to 13 hours as a single income for the last 10 years of my life. Yeah. So 12 to 13 hours every single day, that's how you freaking pay your bills. Like, yeah. you know, no kidding. And so being, doing those two things, I remember, um, remember I worked with Novalash. Yeah. I, I, had been told to sign up for this contest every year and it's to be a brand ambassador mm. so being a novelash brand ambassador they only choose anywhere from 10 to 15 10 to 13 people a year and you become a brand ambassador and you get to travel and do all these things and mind you this is from around the world mm-hmm. so like whoever uses Novalash from around the world and enters they only choose 10 to 13 people
3: yeah
1: I had been told to like apply and I was like, no, like, I just don't, I just don't, I don't have enough time. Like when am I going to find enough time? I work 13 hours. Like I'm not going to, and that was my excuse all the time. Like I don't need, I just, I'm, I'm good. I have my clients. Like I don't need more clients. There was a time where I had a waiting list of like 20 people, the wanting lashes, you know? And I was just like, oh my gosh. And so this one year, like, I was like, okay, like I'm divorced. I'm living in my condo. Like I'm going to apply. I applied 13 people. I was. So one, they don't even choose people like more than multiple from like a like a, a state or anything or. And me and my friend Justine applied. She's actually the only other esthetician or lo- lash artist that does an lash in Fresno as well. Mm-hmm. And so her and I applied and we're like to the best one that like I yeah. love you so much. Like we're so happy for each other. We were the only two in California and we both came from Fresno, Oh nice. part of the 13, There was people from Heck the UK yeah. Yeah. F- that were from the 13. There There's people from Texas. There's people from, you know, all around the world. Mm-hmm. And 13 of us got in and nice. I was so stinking proud of myself. So they allowed me to go to New York. They flew me out to New York and I was a brand ambassador. I was on behind the chair, which is a magazine. I was mm-hmm. on there like about three times. Mm-hmm. So it's a um, cosmetology magazine. Yeah and so that was like three proud moments that i had in my life and i was like dude i'm on a freaking magazine for Novalash. i'm a brand ambassador and that was actually like the last year that like they did it that was actually the last year that they were like the best in the new in the lash. and now it's like saturated with people but this was a few years ago and like i just remember like wow like i just got through a divorce i have my business i'm a brand ambassador for Novalash. all my clients were like my lash lady is the Nova Lash yeah, brand ambassador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like um, we use Nova Lash. I remember they would be so proud. Like my glue, I can get my lashes wet like immediately. And I remember like all their friends are like, yeah, my friends are so mad that I, they can't get their wet their lashes wet for 48 hours. And I'm like, dude, it's Nova Lash because you have to be certified with them. Right. So like a lot of other lash artists they are like, oh, yeah, anyone can get certified. But Nova Lash, you have to be an esthetician. Yeah. There's no way about it. You have to be an esthetician to get certified with them. That's what one thing I really loved about that company you know because it felt standards yeah standards you have to get the best you know
0: did you feel like it was also like that was like a sense of like uh aha like okay i'm gonna be okay yeah yeah
1: oh yeah for sure
0: so then how did it go from sola to you
1: yeah the the, the own house okay so um i was at the condo right and um my next door neighbor, oh, I had the best next door neighbor to my left, and then to my right, who she was part of like the committee, like the HOA, like yeah, Even though even though I bought my condo, yeah. I'm still part of like the HOA fees right, and all right, that right. stuff, right? And rules, and she, I, I guess my m- at the time my realtor told me that I was able to have three pugs, yeah. like my three dogs. You can only have one dog, oh. and she, you know. <laughs> saw my three pugs and was like nope <laughs> Oh, gotcha. so it was like really gotcha. that and i remember at that time like doing all the like self-help podcasts and things like that it's like you always think positive yeah you don't want to like continue to keep talking negative keep talking negative and so i was like it's okay my i love my pugs i love my dogs and i remember my parents are like we'll keep two dogs at a time and you can rotate every week. And I'm like, what? Like, no, yeah, but yes. Like, you know, like no, but yes. And so I remember like doing that and we did that for like two months and I was like, mom, I need to buy a house. I need to buy another house. And, um, so I sold my condo, bought my dream home Yeah, and it was the scariest thing ever because this is definitely, this was definitely a home pre pandemic, Mm -hmm. um, a home for a two and two person income. Yeah. And um, when I was looking at it, my mom was the one who was like, oh, let's check that house out. I'm like, mom, that it doesn't even come up on Zillow because that's not my price range. Yeah, we looked at it and then I was looking at just the pictures and I was like, I want to buy this house. It was all remodeled. It was in like a beautiful neighborhood with a big backyard, big front yard, like. Everything was so beautiful. Like the neighborhood was still by Whole Foods. And I'm like, wait, because what? I like, yes, <laughs> I can still walk there. Like, all this stuff. And I was like, I need to buy this house. And I looked at the price and I was like, sheesh, I cannot afford this. Like, yeah. you know, and be at Sola at the same time because Sola is 1,100. Right. Like, I can't afford a house payment like this, you know? But luckily, me being on my fitness journey, right? And like me being on like what all this stuff, I. Saw the opportunity for half of my house, which, mind you, I'm not actually like in in a neighborhood. Right. So I was never a person that liked people working from home. But looking at this house, I had a whole section of my house blocked off from my house. Yeah. And I got to close the door. Nobody was allowed to like nobody on that side is able to see my house. And there's a full bath or full shower restroom the garage is there and then it's a, a, a room yeah. and then it's a sliding door. So like they can enter through the back or through the garage and like enter through this room. And I was like, what if I work from home yeah. for the next one to two years yeah. and then open up my own spa? Interesting. Right. Yeah. It's Cause I was like, I can semi save money because technically the amount of rent that I'm paying at this house yeah. is the amount of rent that I'm paying for the condo and Sola. Yeah. So putting those two incomes together, this is the price of the house, right? right? Like me paying every month. So I remember I took one more big trip. I went to New York by myself and I went to Europe by myself and I went with my clients, my two of my clients are best friends and they were like, we're going to Europe. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, with like three other girls. And I'm like, what? And they're like, do you want to come? And I was like, Yeah. So I went to Europe with six girls that I had no idea. Like, I didn't even know them. Other than my two clients that I see, I only did their eyebrow wax. So, like, I would see them every three, four weeks, like, you know, for 15 minutes. And I went to Europe with six girls that I didn't know. I signed and bought my house while I was in Europe. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. So I Gotta <laughs> love technology. Right. <laughs> 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 it was the craziest thing. And That's I literally awesome. looked at the girls and I, and you know, we got so close within a matter of days. Of course. And I was like, you guys, I just bought my dream home. There you go. Like in Europe. Bye I was bye. in, I don't even remember. Like I think I was in Italy at the yeah. time. And so I, I did that and I had, I gave my 30 day notice at Sola. Mm-hmm. And okay, mind you, this is, the pandemic happened in March. Right. Right. I bought my house in August.
2: Oh, so yeah. eight. How many months,
1: eight months later, or eight whatever. months before yeah. the pandemic happened? OK, so eight months before the pandemic, we had no idea what coronavirus was Okay, yeah. at all because it, it, it wasn't didn't happening. Exist. It didn't yeah. exist till December. Right. right. So it's August. I buy my dream home. I gave my 30 day notice. I start working in my house. I pull out the carpet. I pull out like I literally created this whole safe space for my clients painted the walls white again i did like everything like to make it look like pure bliss at sola i made it look like pure bliss in bianca b's house and like it was on like a a busy street so like they didn't have to drive into a neighborhood i was like i feel good about this i don't feel like they're walking into my house i don't feel like they're and mind you these clients have been with me for 10 years or at that point it was eight years um eight seven to eight years Mm -hmm. and i was like my clients love me and i talked to every single one of them too i was like How would you feel if I worked from home? They were like, "Yes, buy your dream home, girl. Let's do this. One to two years. Let's open up your spawn three. Like you know, or like two years. Like we we love you. You're like we're not going anywhere for lashes. We're gonna stick to you. Yeah. I had like literally, I can I can cry again because my clients. They just helped. Like I, they stuck with you. I have never had a bad client.
3: Yeah.
0: Like
1: that's awesome. I'm so blessed that I've never had like someone that I've had to fire or someone that like. They have loved me yeah. through the divorce and like just so much. So, hey, shout out to Bianca B's <sighs> clients. Shout Thank out to Pure Bliss clients. Yeah. They're freaking amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and so they actually were obsessed coming mm-hmm. to my house because they had front row parking all the time. They got to come in their pajamas if they yeah. wanted to. They got to like, well, they just, we got closer.
0: That's the positives of a home environment yeah. too, right? Like y- you're, y- I don't have to go get dolled up. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that. Like they one have an in- intimate relationship mm-hmm. with you in the sense of like, they know you, you know them, mm-hmm. you guys are able to speak and talk. And now you're only making them more yeah. intimate with this n- safer space, yeah. you know? yeah so that's that's awesome good for you
1: so within that time thank you Yeah. within that time i was also dating someone at the time and um me being so into my fitness yeah and i had a really bad relationship with food yeah um i wanted to have a side hustle Mm -hmm. and become a um a nutritionist or like not a, a health coach because sure. nutritionists, you have to go to college. Right. right. And I was like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <you're laughs> um, I'll be a health coach. And so I actually am certified to be in health, a health coach. Yeah. And for um, a year of that, um, which I still take on clients here and there, but um, I was able to take clients to coach them and like help them lose weight. And like, again, yeah. like I healed my acne. Yeah. So I was able to do that for clients. Right. I was a thick girl. And I was, I'm still, I mean, don't call me thin. Don't call me like, you know, I still, I'm thick. I love that. But, um, you know, but, um, I was thicker. (laughs) Yeah, I was thicker and, um, and I was able to get the slim thick that I want to be right now. Right. And, um, I ended up like healing myself with like food and all things like that. Right. And so I became a health coach. So that was a second form of income that I had Mm -hmm. and dating this guy that I was dating. He was a trainer. So, it kind of was like really cool getting to experience that with him he was a trainer i was a health coach like we ho- both had like our separate businesses but he was also my trainer and that's how i met him yeah so i was dating him okay so again i buy my house in august mm-hmm. pandemic happens in march okay or yeah. february february march yeah, yeah, yeah sola salon completely closed down oh yeah i was gonna say yeah. nobody was able to work right right, right, right. i worked from home yeah I did lose a lot of not lose, but, you know, everyone was scared. Of course. Of um, course. But, you know, I, I was like so scary now that I have my own income. I mean, my own um, mortgage payment, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm a single income person and like scary that I'm not able to work right now and make money. But I did have the few clients that I was like, if you cough in my room, you're out, you know. But they were like, Bianca, I need my lashes, you know, like it was like the craziest <laughs> thing. But like I still was able to make a little bit of income, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I couldn't thank God enough like this happened at the perfect time because I remember how scary it was for my esthetician friends and my cosmetology friends that. They weren't able to work because all spas were closed. Mm. All solo salons mm-hmm. were closed. Every single spa was closed. And I, like, I just bought my dream home and I was able to work out of my home for the one to five clients that I had, yeah. you know, during the pandemic. Yeah. So, also during the pandemic, the guy that I was dating, I from the first time that I dated him, I was like, let's open up a gym together because I fell uh, in love with my fitness yeah, journey, yeah. right? And he was like, yeah, yeah, like maybe one day. Like I was dating him, and I'm like, I plan on a future with you, you know. And I was like, let's open up a gym, like yeah. let's. Open- and this, I think I even told him that just as friends. I don't even think we were dating yet, but I saw like his like work ethic, and he's such a hard worker, like with his freaking like clients and stuff like that. And I was like. I'm down to open up a gym with you. Yeah. And I wanted to do that with my ex-husband because he was all bodybuilder too, right? right, right, right. Um, and I wasn't even in the fitness at that point. But I was like, let's open up a gym. He's on like, nah, I don't want to. And then I'm dating an actual trainer now. And I'm like, let's open a gym. And he kept, you know, I kept pushing it in his head, pushing it in his head. So it was around September after I bought my house. Pandemic hadn't still happened. right? Um, and I was like, let's open up a gym. And he was like, you know what? We had been dating like a few years. And he was like, I'm so down to open up a gym with you. Yeah. So we started getting everything in process. We started wow. you know, applying like yeah. for a loan, like to like do that. So September
0: 2019 then. Yes. Wow.
1: And things were like a little slow. Like we started talking about it in September. I think like, January we were like okay let's do this so we were like looking at spots now yes. and then now we're going to the bank and like applying for like you know we were got all the paperwork right, ready we right. were like okay he was gonna do his taxes because it's January now so he's doing his taxes I'm doing my taxes so like we can like really get to like see what we could apply for at the loan sure. so then I think like February we, we apply for the loan and then March and then people are still talking about the pandemic right, right, right. right. at that it point still it's still it's still it's like it's like talk but th- there was no talk about shutdown yet right And then all banks close the loans like Like they weren't giving loans out anymore. And March happens. Shutdown happens. And we're like, wow, like we were so close. We were meeting with realtors and like showing us spots and we were so close to opening up a gym. And I was like, damn, like that could have been like a second business. Right. And um. I was getting into my scalp micropigmentation at that point, too, because I was like, if we open up a gym, I can have a little spot that I can do my tattooing there, yeah. you know? And so, like, it was just super cool. And so but during. At the s-
0: but at the same time, though, like, it was almost like a blessing in disguise too, the way it, way it unfolded. Because, yes. I mean, you know, you have a loan, you have this, you have equipment and stuff that you're all on the line for only to be shut. Like, imagine if everything happened in January yeah. and then. Six weeks later, yeah,
1: we had to be shut down, and then exactly. So I'm sorry, God, God is like, and God knew what He was even doing, even further than that, because listen, my garage, I wasn't even parking inside of it because I didn't have a little clicker. So from Mm. like August, like I never parked inside my garage. I remember when the pandemic happened. He's a trainer, right? So he was training out of like Buchanan High School, Mm. and I would go, you know, and I would still train. And I had a few clients here and there. I remember at Costco they had like. A ten to thirty pound um, dumbbell set. Yeah, yeah. And I bought it. So then him and I just started working out in my garage. Yeah. And then we kind of look around and we're like, "What if we turned my garage into oh, a gym? Yeah. Like we're planning on starting and opening up a gym. What if we open this up as a gym? I'm working." next door in my spa, you could be working in my gym. Mm -hmm. And like, that's another form of income for me, which is helpful. He makes great income doing that. And like, it just worked. We put turf in my garage. We literally started putting our money together and bought like some weight sets and everything. And that was job, like income number two for me. So I had my esthetician business. So that's now my three years. So I, I start working out of my house. So it's Gia Sola now, my home. Yeah. Right. And um, I now have a ch- like, you know, him and I didn't end up working out. That was my rock bottom number two. Right. Experiencing getting like cheated on. And that was like a whole level in itself because we had this really nice garage gym that he worked out of for a few months. Yeah. And then it completely stopped. Right. right, so right. So now I'm in my own home depressed again. And my whole kind of world came crashing down. Yeah. And I now have this empty gym with all this equipment and i i you know thousands and thousands of dollars were put into this yeah. and i go through the breakup and i'm going through a heartbreak and now there's thousands of dollars in equipment in here and i paid it back because it's my home yeah so i literally wrote a check to him gave all the money and i was like all right here's all my equipment what the hell am i going to do with all yeah, this yeah 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 and um again you don't stop you don't look back right you just keep going and you hustle yeah i that i think i was more depressed there yeah than i was in my marriage except for the god portion of it where i felt like god hated me but i created such a healthy relation relationship with him but i've never experienced heartbreak like this yeah and i've never experienced getting cheated on and i never experienced like a lot of the like toxic part of the like you know relationship that i went through and um remember when i told you like being single for the first time i was like only knew how to be a wife yeah um and i didn't realize that people were out to like hurt you you know or like maybe use you or i don't know maybe i wasn't you getting used i don't know getting cheated on is very difficult to experience you know and um I was in my worst state at that time. So now I'm in my own home, which is supposed to be your safe space. Mm -hmm. And my clients are experiencing heartbreak number two for me and depression number two. And, i'm in my own home not feeling like myself sure i have this gym that reminds me of him every single day it's the pandemic so everyone's feeling alone at yeah. this point everyone's in a depressive state everyone is going through like scared being scared no, not knowing if they're gonna pass away through coronavirus of course, like of the scariest time of like everyone's life and i'm going through a depression phase nobody knows because i'm very quiet about what i go through mm-hmm. Um, so nobody knew what I was going through. And I don't like to talk to my clients about what I go through. Like they barely even found like some of my clients like didn't even know that I went through a divorce because I never talked about it, right, you know, right. but they still stuck around through my like weird phase of like me being. And then when I told them, I was like, yeah, I've been divorced for, you know, a year now. And they're like, no wonder you were like that way. And, you know, yeah. for so long, and but they, I saw they, a change I and like, up, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so crazy. Yeah. And so that was like the hardest thing of like being in my own house that reminded me of him every single Day mm-hmm. and it wasn't my safe space anymore. So I uh-huh. didn't have a way of exit. I work because gyms were closed too. Remember, I'm obsessed right. with working out. Okay, right. so I cook at home, live at home, sleep at home, work out at home. Everything at home. home. Yeah. I don't have a way out, yeah. and I work how many hours do I work? Ten to twelve yeah. to thirteen hours a day. So. I'm at home all day long. Yeah. My parents live in Parlier, which is about 45 minutes away. So even if I got off at 8 p.m., I'm not seeing them till nine. And then I'm yeah. there for what? 30 minutes. Right. My pugs were like not really getting my attention, you know, and it was hard. It was like it's like I know you and I had talked about like previously, like mm-hmm. off podcast, like the silence.
0: Yes. Gets so loud. So <laughs> loud. So loud. So loud. So
1: that's what I had experienced like during the pandemic. And, you know, I go through this phase where it's like, I have to heal myself before I can do anything else. And eight months of my life, I again, didn't date. I kept to myself. I relearned to love myself. Mm. And it's been about a year to two years that I haven't like dated, uh, you know, that had like ended Mm. and, um, you know, still the hills and and valleys. of of Yeah. You know, sure maybe coming back into my life and trying to like work things out and I was just like I can't you know Mm. like I couldn't trust again you know and it wasn't healthy and things like that and um what when you say you can't look back you just have to keep moving forward i ended up getting a trainer in my gym yeah and so that was my second form of income so i still was able to now have to my two businesses running out of my own home so i have a gym a full-on gym turf everything yeah have a trainer in there and i love him like it's just the clients are great my clients love to see him and like he he, he always talks to my clients so like have a full-on trainer in there and then i work there every single day and it's like a blessing yeah it's like completely a blessing and now i'm in this phase where it's like my three years is up you know and i'm now currently looking i'm finally able to like full on
0: look for the spot live my dream on and
1: like look for my next spot and my whole plan is to open up a barbershop soon yeah good for you men's spa good for you that's awesome so yeah
0: is is the is the um is the like kind of journey and like you know Everything that that you kind of went through, like you know, basically you re-envisioning what you were and are, and now have become, right? Yeah. Um, would you say that? Would you say that it 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 was just that blessing in disguise in every single one of those moments?
1: Yes. Um, I think one thing that I've always had at the back of my head. Is I have to trust God because remember sure. the first time I went through rock bottom? Yeah, I called never him out. I called him out and I said, I don't trust you. Yeah, and that was the best thing I could ever tell God. Yeah, he was like, Finally, yeah. like, finally, you admitted that to me. Mm-hmm. I'm here, I'm here with open arms.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, all I needed was for you to just let go, sure, stop trying to control, sure, stop trying to do life by yourself. I gave this life uh, to you. Uh,
0: how do you make God laugh?
1: You make plans. (laughs) You tell him your plans. Oh, you tell him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You know, so. Yeah. And that's
1: what I had. So like when I saw those problems go up in that cloud. Right. Right. From the first rock bottom. Right. I went through my second rock bottom and I was like. I, 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 I walked away from you. I wasn't able. And that I think the hardest thing. Remember I told you in high school, I, how I had this like sense of, um, um, I can feel people's, like, if oh, I can yeah, trust yeah, yeah. them or yeah, not. Yeah. Um, With this last relationship, that's where I don't think God makes mistakes. I think you go through things in life to learn so much sure. about yourself, right? I always thought I had a good sense of, um, what else am I trying to say? Like, of people, mm-hmm. of, like, feeling if I can trust them or not and things like that. And so when I had gotten cheated on, I was so sidetracked. And I was, like, doubting my... Intuit, um, with intuition mm-hmm. I was doubting my intuition I was like is it broken I was always so good at reading people or like feeling their energy and like processing everything like how did this how did I allow this to happen oh, to me yeah, yeah, yeah. how did I allow this yeah. to myself to go through these two years of being depressed and I remember my clients telling me like You just seem different, Bianca. Even dating him when I thought I was happy, Mm -hmm. I was like anxiety driven. Mm -hmm. And like my clients felt the anxiety and like me not fully being present because I was always people pleasing. I was always wanting to make him happy. And I forgot about myself while dating him. And um, that's where it was just like going through that has only made me stronger and has only made me like. I'm like, Oh, I went through going through maybe like a toxic relationship because now I can kind of spot that from a mile away or like, you know, and like, and I have, I still like, I never hate anybody. I will like, I've, I've had respect for his business for so long and I, you know, people go through things and I don't know why people like, you know, why those situations happen. Yeah. But I, I'm going to love everyone through it because we're all God's children. And so never will I have ill will towards him. Never will I have, like, I will still see him and say hi. Like, you know, and I don't have, it takes more energy to hate someone than to not. And I still remained friends with him. Like, you know, it took a while, but I, you know, I told him I forgive you from the second that it happened. I forgave you. Mm -hmm. You know, it was more harder to forgive myself for going through it. You know? So I forgave him early on. And like that's what I had to, you know, going through the self-help stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, like, like, yeah, I'm hurt because of him, but I was still, you know, no one can hurt you but yourself. Mm-hmm. No one can um, offend you but yourself. Yeah. A lot of people can say things, but it's your own mind that says you just got hurt from that because yeah. you may feel embarrassed. You may feel this type of way. So I was like, you know, he may have done that, but that was what he was going on through. Like that w- whatever was going on through his own head that made him do these decisions and like choices and everything those were his own battles and sure. you know that he was going through i have to separate myself from that because i know that it wasn't because of me that he cheated that was more of a him thing mm-hmm. i know that i loved myself and i know the type of woman i was to him and i know the type of woman i was to myself in in that aspect and i just i loved him through his mistakes i love myself through my mistakes and we just we could only go up from rock sure, bottom sure. you know like, well, no, I like yeah it. i th- i th-
0: i think i think the thing that you know y- you also um that that you also may not see you know that's right in your face but to me it is is that you know it forced you to reinvent yourself in Mm. a way you know and both times and both times and more importantly like your business was reinvented yeah you know yeah you went from gia to sola and then from sola to your own place um and while your own place wasn't you know
1: I became was a health coach. Right. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> well, but mind. like,
0: but like, you know, maybe even your own your 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 own place wasn't the ideal situation afterwards. It's what you needed to get to this point now where you're like, OK, now this this next reinvention mm-hmm. is just going to be that much better. Yeah. So I want to I want to end with this is, you know, in <laughs> in those like decisions of like, hey, how do I? How do I know to do like, you know, you, you kind of went into the lashes, and then now you're looking into the pigmentation, or you mm-hmm. are doing yeah. it, and then the 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 barber shop, right? Like, like, do you feel like it's just kind of, you know, organically flowed through it, or do you feel like you've also had to, you know, um, uh, put in your own work of, hey, I think it's time for something different.
1: Um.
0: Or maybe a combination of both?
1: I think. Do you remember on the last podcast? Um, mine, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Anthony's <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> Yeah, pure bliss part one. Um that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was yeah, yeah. featuring Anthony's yeah. tacos. Yeah. Um, I I told you I've never been at a Healthier place in my life mentally. Sure. I don't even know. I think that was off podcast it though, was, that I yeah. told you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I told you I've never been in a space of my life where I'm mentally healthy, physically healthy, and in all aspects of my life healthy. Because right. um, all
0: three of us talked about. Yes, that. all three off, of us. Yeah. Off, off. Off. Yeah. yeah off podcast. podcast.
1: And so, about six to eight months ago, yeah. I, I was out of my depression right. from that breakup, but still missing something Mm -hmm. and i couldn't move on in my career until i found that yeah and that's where i was like my three years is up yeah and like i need something new i need to further this out right but i can't do that until i help myself because i'm a person that helps other people all the time so around that time i went to therapy and Mm -hmm. i did this therapy called emdr sure and this is something that i've kind of never really talked about I don't even think my family knows yet. Um, but I'm willing to like... To talk no, about I don't mind. Okay. I th- I'm very open on like how my life has unfolded and sure. like the t- trials and, you know, yeah. <laughs> things that I've gone through. Um, but about eight months ago, I went through to therapy and I was like, there's just something that I can't move forward. Like I'm not happy with myself mm-hmm. and I want to be happy for myself I don't want to rely on other people to make me happy that's not possible you know you can only make yourself happy God, happiness comes from God um, peace is trusting God you know like that's when you're most at peace with yourself but I was like I can't get that because I don't feel proud of myself right now sure. and I'm someone that processes things and I remember my therapist telling me like you come to therapy to do like you know all this stuff but like you come and you just have everything processed so it's like I don't even know what you're like like yeah. you're telling me all this stuff, but you have all the answers already when you come to me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But that's why I wanted to do EMDR because it's like things that tap in. It's like I was holding two things that vibrate, you know, it's like vibrate here, vibrate left. Mm. Right. And then she asks me questions and I tap into like past memories that I've gone on through that, like your brain tends to forget. And so I tried this like new form of therapy. And through that, I tapped into me um being a child and like trying to like clean up my room and like not being able to like focus and getting distracted and i was like you know six years old i remember like my little my older sister would tell me to clean we shared a room and i would like put all my toys in a pile and then put a blanket over it Mm -hmm. and like that was me cleaning she's like bianca that's not cleaning i'm like i don't know where to put things like that's where i get anxiety and then i started tapping into like my dad like coming upstairs when i was in high school and like he'd be like you know, organized room. It's not that it was like dirty. It was just like clothes not put away and like little like trinkets not put away, like, you know, like little things. And, um, I couldn't stay focused to do it. And like, I remember like that fear that I had of my dad walking into my room, but like mentally, physically not being able to focus to like stay on track. Sure. And then I remember like having, asking like a friend to come over. And once a friend would come over that stimulation of like them being there, my entire room would could be cleaned. And, like, it was crazy, right? So mm-hmm. tapping into all those things and then tapped into, like, school. Like, being in – it was a fear that I had that um, every time I would go to therapy, like, um, it started, like, traveling, right? Like, different memories. And I'm, like, dang, like, I don't remember – I remember, like, having this fear of, like, school. It was my dad and my sister and my uh, – being at school and, like, not being able to focus when the teacher would ask you to read. And I'm, like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know what paragraph I'm on, sure. you know? And things like that and, like, um, taking tests and, like, just the lack of focus. So – as I did therapy for like a few months, I remember talking to one of my clients and kind of talking to her about it. And she was like, do she was like, do you know that I have ADHD or ADD? And I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And I remember bringing it up to my therapist and she's like, Oh my gosh, Bianca, how did I not catch this? Like yeah. she was like, yes. And so I went on through the whole process of like going, reaching out to my doctor and like no learning about this and knowing like what this was. And, um, not that, like, I remember crying, mm-hmm. figuring out that I had that, not because I had it. Yeah. Because I'm proud, not proud that I have it, but, like, it's made me who I am because of, like, very, say, like, it, here, it, left, it, right, it, the, yeah, you know?
0: It, yeah,
1: the, the, <laughs> the interviews, the, the Anthony talk of yeah, interviews, yeah, like, well, that's I mean, what makes yeah. it. <laughs> it makes the, the, me who yeah. I am. I'm proud of who I am. Yeah. And I'm very talkative because of it.
0: But, like, I mean, it... But the the dots connect, yes. It comes full circle. And now. I cried because yeah. I
1: was like, "Oh, my gosh, I'm not broken because I remember telling my therapist, mm. like, I feel dumb. Like yeah. I feel dumb that I can't stay focused. And like, I don't feel like, how can I not focus? Like I should be able to focus. And she's explaining that it's a chemical imbalance. You know, you don't have enough dopamine and stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay, so then I would like believe that for a little bit. And then days later I'd be like, you're dumb, Bianca. Like you're like you don't have ADD. Like you're done. And I yeah. remember around that time, that's when like I met Anthony. Yeah. Right. And like we became best friends. And so like the last eight months of my life, figuring out that I had the ADD, finding my best friend. Yeah. Like I, my whole life like has just, I am again like the healthiest place in my life. And like going through what I went through, like just with my business and stuff and like the last almost 10 years, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I made it through. And I now feel so comfortable in my life where I can do these interviews and just have, like have fun with it and like have fun with my business now and not feel I'm in this place of my life where I'm just not afraid. And like at the beginning of this year, I get got rid of expectation. Sure. Holy crap. That was the best thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. I literally was like, the quickest way to, to um, the quickest way to disappointment mm-hmm. is expecting an yeah, expectation. Yeah. So literally, from whether like expecting someone to be on time, expecting someone to be nice to you, yeah. I got rid of it, and I've been so f- stinking happy, like. I can be like, I hope you have a good day today. And if they don't say anything, I'm like, oh, I love that. <laughs> like, I'm like, because I'm not hurt by it, you know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just so just so glad that I wish them a good day. Like, yeah. like I don't I don't expect anything from anybody. Like, yeah. it's the best, and I can't believe I've mastered it. That's yeah. the part of it, right? Right. It's like I I pretty much mastered it. Like, yeah, you may like. It's, it's it's nobody's perfect, right? right. But like. 90 percent mastered it where i'm just like oh my gosh this feels amazing to let go of expectation and like figuring out that i have add like i'm accepting of it and i'm now i'm like it's okay that i lost lose focus sometimes i was gonna
0: say i think it's more that like
1: it's now a weapon yeah
0: versus it being something that you just didn't understand yeah that part you know
1: i didn't know i had it my yeah, entire life yeah
0: like you don't know what it is what yeah. is this because it I affected I? my work right. well and then i mean you co- you said it yourself like you think you're dumb but no like that's dumb has nothing to do yeah. with it, you know
1: and i and, and yeah, your own coping mechanism. okay yeah. that part i was literally explaining to anthony how i i coped m- with my add my entire life right not knowing that i had it so When I would do lashes, I remember having this so much anxiety because Mm. I was good at it already. So it wasn't challenging for me. And having ADD, you need something challenging because that's what's going to keep you stimulated. So doing lashes, as tedious as it is, I'm bored out of my mind because it's so secondhand. So the little things that I would do for lashing, you know, like you touch your phone and it pops up, right? Doing this was just the light activity while I'm lashing. I was like, shoom, dopamine. Uh, and then I'm doing lashes again. And then I'm doing lashes and I'm like, okay. Like not even, and my, my phone's on your Not so I don't see any messages. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I'm not on my phone but just tapping the, and seeing the, the light, the, yeah. it's the dopamine.
3: Yeah. Or like
1: putting on a show like, while at my like my clients are like, put on a podcast, put on a show, or right. put on music, right? right? And, like, hearing the next scene or the next story. Like, a lot of my clients, like, to listen to, like, the murder podcast or whatever. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, it's, yeah. like, hearing that new scene allowed me to focus while doing lashes. Interesting. It was, but it affected my, the last, when I was very depressed over that second breakup. Sure. That was when my ADD kicked in so high because I was so depressed. And, like, I wasn't able to be great at my job anymore sure so that this the last year and a half of my life i noticed a change in my work and my lashing while being depressed and um that's what kind of kick-started me to going to therapy because i had done talk therapy already but because i processed so well in my head yeah i was like i need a different form of therapy which was the emdr and like tapping into past memories of my life you know And doing that was like, honestly, some of the like one of the best things I've ever decided to do in my life and figuring That's out awesome. that I had ADD, like it was truly like healing. And then I talked about him being my best friend yeah. and he has healed me in so yeah. many ways and traumas I that was, I've been through. I
0: was going to say, I was going to say that, you know, you know, when, when we talked about when we were doing when we did Bianca's podcast <laughs> featuring one. Anthony's tacos, uh, <laughs> you know, when we when we talked about that, it makes a lot of sense about you know how you are with the customers, how that is also another outlet for you now. Yeah, because you you said it like you're at home, like yeah. you work there. You know what I mean, like, and are your best friend who isn't going to tell you like. Hey, can you work a cash register after No, you he would never a, ask me You know yeah. what I mean? Like a 13, 10, 12, 13 Hour day, but at the Same time That friendship is also something where He knows like, alright She can do this And um, and and it's And it's just like, kind of like you guys Ping-ponging off each other
1: of knowing each Other well like that, right? Can I take over the podcast Really quick? Hit me <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Bianca B's podcast <laughs> with steps <laughs> Um, but I want to ask Anthony a question, I guess, like, and I don't even know if I've ever asked him this, but like him being my best friend and kind of me, remember I told you I forced him to be my friend, Mm -hmm. um, with me, like you knowing me at like the beginning of the stage where I found out I had ADD and then like now going through it and like healing from it and you healing me from so many things, like, what was that like for you? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, I don't know. I was just always accepting of you um through it all and it's never been it's never been flaws for me as much Mm -hmm. as she would see it as a flaw also i was was just gonna say is like a burden to anybody a weapon yeah and um and i just i loved her for every bit of Mm -hmm. um bianca b that she was (laughs) you know and still to this day i mean like i just came into the friendship was like right looking for any way to help her yeah um bring her balance and um so yeah like um, i don't know she's lashing or cooking breakfast and like we just worked out early in the morning and i'm just like gonna wash her dishes because i know she has like a quick break yeah to like make lunch later so i'm like well you don't want to like wash your pot and pans i'm like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like dude i just ate here she's like no don't help me like don't do anything i'm like no, nah, it's cool. Like you fed, just fed me. Like <laughs> at least I can do is wash the dishes. Do like the same we know we've been through the same things and I'm divorced too. And so it's just like, right. I didn't know how to do anything, but be a husband either. So, right. you know, you don't know how to do anything, but be a spouse and like be somebody else's, um, better half or, or help and stuff. So, um, yeah, there was plenty of things that I would just do. And she'd just be like, yo, you just like, you don't know what you've just done for right. me. Or like she just, you know, Start crying or like because it was like the little things.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was the little things, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. It and was he would see, he would see my like while I was cooking. Right, because like we would work at, f- at five in the morning together, right. right, with our big group. Yeah, and then. Um, we would shout, like out, K. shout out K. Rich. Shout out K. Rich at five a.m. morning. Yeah. Even like he's had like breakfast with us hey, too. Shout out Braz. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Braz. Braz man, those mornings like Braz, yeah, yeah, yeah. Braz is so funny, dude. Oh he's
0: alright. he's love a, He's, he's alright. Don't, don't don't Silver, don't, don't pump his man. head up too much. No, <laughs> I'm gonna right. pump his dress up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Braz is the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nah, but he'd be like, okay, Bianca beat. Okay, we see you, Bianca beat. And like it's just me and me and. Braz would go off on each other. It was the best. it's the best. Um, but like we would come back. I mean, I think even they saw my ADD like yeah. at 5 a.m., you know, like they saw it like yeah and i'm even taking pre-workout i'm left and right i'm I, i'm like i'm not even working out to be honest i'm there in the morning to like feed my soul i'm literally working out in the morning just to be around that 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 my family yeah, like they're my a.m. family yeah. yeah and so like they would see my add going back and forth yeah. um and like losing focus and like what count are we on but i'm making a joke like here left and right and um and then talking shit with <laughs> you just <brash>. got everyone <laughs>
0: looking at you like
1: yeah wait what they're laughing they're not <laughs> razz is coming back with me with uh oh, nice. with the, the comebacks and then k rich coming back with comebacks. like it was just funny but then like coming back and making breakfast right mm-hmm. i'm like okay i'm gonna how many eggs do you want and then i'm i uh, do my macros so i'm super oh, into my fitness right yeah, so i'm like yeah. measuring how many egg whites and how many this but like i'm doing this and then i stop and i'm like what was i doing and anthony's looking at me like do you need help and i'm like <laughs> no but he sees me lose focus just making breakfast right. so like he has been such a like staple that he's like being my best friend he'd come over after work and i'm from five o'clock in the morning to eight p.m sometimes nine p.m i work late right. and he'd be like you'll be what are you doing tonight like i just finished cooking like you want to hang out right? right and i'm like yeah dude but i'm off at 8 he's like that's fine i just finished washing all my dishes like i'm off too right yeah, yeah. and like He'd come over and I'm like, all right, like we can hang out for a bit. And then like, yeah, like I just need to like decompress. Right. Right. He'd come over and I'm literally from five o'clock in the morning to nine p.m. at night. I'm nonstop because my ADD doesn't allow me to stop because if I'm either, I, but actually it does allow me to stop because I lose focus on whatever I'm doing. So right. then it takes me longer to do something. Cause I'm like squirrel <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and like I'm squirrel all day long yeah. and I'm trying to finish one task and then I'm like squirrel and then I'm trying to finish another task, and I'm like squirrel. And then I have five tasks open right. that I probably only finished two, you know? And so he sees me all day long working, working out, you know, all this stuff. And then at like when he would like come over as my best friend but not even just as my best friend like as a him as a human being like this wasn't even this is just him normally he mm. comes and he grabs me and he's like how are you today yeah like he grabs my shoulders and he's like bianca because i'm like hey are you hungry like yeah. i need to wash dishes still i need to do this And like i like w- um what do you need like I'm, j- I'm i was like my client just left like whatever whatever i was like are you good like do, are you hungry and he would literally just be like how are you yeah and i would just like stop and i'm like oh yeah i'm off work like yeah He's like, you don't need to do anything. I'm here to hang out with you. Right. Like, I'm not here to right. do anything else but just to chill. Right. And he's like, how are you? And I'm like, I mean, I think I'm okay. Like, right. I think I'm just breathing for the first time today. And this is, like, my everyday life. Yeah. So, like, he sees, like, what I go through every single day. And it, it was a really nice – when I tell you, like I said in the last podcast, how he has a balance in his life. Right that's literally why i brought it up in last time cuz i'm like you know how much i was hyping him up like right, i was right, right. i was so nervous for this podcast and he's like why are you nervous like i literally started crying this morning oh. and he's like why are you crying and i was like i'm going to cry again <laughs> it's all right he's like why are you crying and i'm like because i don't like talking about myself i like i talk so much yeah right yeah but and he was like, you did the last podcast with me. And I was like, A.T., I was talking about you the yeah, entire time. Yeah, do yeah, you yeah. know how much I was hyping you up? I was talking about your business. I was yeah. talking about how great you are and how like how much balance you have in life. And I don't have balance. Like, that's something that I'm still trying to like but master d- and figure out. But you out.
0: do. But you do. You just balance is perspective. Yeah you just don't you don't you don't have balance because of what fucking society says yeah you have balance based on your perspective and uh, in your perspective you have
1: balance yeah
0: that that's just the way it works it
1: but i never felt proud of it and that's what oh, therapy yeah that's what therapy mm-hmm. helped out with because i would tell my therapist i don't focus on things. I can never finish anything. I want to open up a spa, but I haven't been able to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's like my biggest, like, you know, I've gone through two breakups. I've gone through, I started, a instead of starting my own spa, I invested money into the gym, right? This at-home gym. And like, I I, I haven't been proud of myself because of my ADD was getting in the way that I didn't know that I had. right? Right. And I was like, I feel like a failure. And I remember her telling me, Do you not realize what you've done? You've bought in two houses now you've bought in every single one of your vehicles. You now have your dream car. Like I have always wanted a Jeep and now I'm driving a Jeep and I'm, you know, you bought your dream house. You have a career that is so successful. How are you not proud of yourself? Yeah. And I'm like, because my, because my mind is running 24 seven that I don't feel like it's ever enough. I don't feel like I'm ever enough yeah. and I don't talk about that enough. So like having Anthony like come into my life and figuring out I had ADD, I'm finally feel like I have a hold on myself. Sure, Like I know so much about myself now where like, yeah, like I am proud of everything I've done. Yeah. And it was the missing piece, like not knowing that I had ADD, like that was the missing piece of my life to now love myself entirely. Yeah. And I have, fallen in love with myself the last eight months of my life
0: i i congratulate you i salute you thank you and i am just i'm so honored that you would share yeah because yeah there was a lot that happened but the fact that you were just willing to to share and be open and just for someone else to hear your story and be like Oh, shit. I went through that, too. Yeah. Those
1: are my steps. Yeah. Those steps are my steps. Podcast. Oh, you, <laughs> <this>. <laughs> so, those are my steps. So, in I mean,
0: I, I I just really, really appreciate you doing this. I really appreciate you just being honest and open. Yeah. And I I remember when I was, like, thinking about, you know, your episode this morning, um, I was like, my goal was to not interrupt you. I wanted you to stop to speak and just be able to speak however you need to speak and like you don't realize like you answered everything like but what but the beauty of your journey is that it's all intertwined that's why i wanted to speak to you Mm -hmm. you know because the way you started your business the way it it had to evolve and then evolve again and where it's at now is just like everything that is you so again, kudos. I salute you and I respect you so much, so thank you again for sharing your story.
1: That, what you just said right now,
3: mm-hmm.
1: is something that is very healing for me because, so, I ta- I process a lot, like I told you. Mm-hmm. And I process as I hear people talk and I am someone that likes to hear what everyone has to say because you, you learn something from everybody. Sure. But, I do talk a lot and my storytelling is very detailed mm-hmm. and my, I have to like tell myself like they don't need that detail. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, <laughs> like, sure. but that's a trauma that you just healed. And Anthony has healed a mm-hmm. lot because he's a great listener and he allows me to talk. And remember I told you I would send him these, 13 minute long voice memos and i'm like thanks for subscribing to bianca b's podcast that you didn't subscribe to but automatically are he's allowed me to talk and tell these stories even if i've even if he's heard the same story four times which he says i do a lot you just said my goal was to not interrupt you and i have often in life been told like bianca get on with your story Uh Bianca we don't need that that many details and I'm someone that's like I just want you to feel like you lived there and you were there in the moment and I've been it's a it's a fear I have of over talking or talking too much and I can't stop right but like I, I'm so passionate about what I do talk about. So like you saying that is just another form of like healing a trauma. So thank you you're, for you're saying that. You're very
0: welcome and I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you I appreciate so you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you again for doing this. Yeah, thank you for this asking awesome, me. Oh my sure, gosh. For sure.